Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday the 29th of January 2017. I'm your host Dan Train, joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Prepare for possibly the shortest podcast ever, or much more likely the longest rambling game section ever. <laughs> <laughs> and Robert Kemp. There is no news. Is that true? I well, don't know. There's not well, yes, you do, but like... <laughs> well, come on, we've at least got some random to get through, haven't we? <laughs> no, we haven't got any of that either. Uh, well, oh, I'm randomly not well. That's not particularly interesting even. Not an even an interesting illness. Just like it's it. No, it isn't a particularly interesting illness. It's unusual for me at well, I suppose it's, it's not my chilly pains, it's just random pains. In my what did you eat, man? Nothing in particular. Well, yeah. it, was, it was like a, like a ploughman's yesterday we had, the, the quiz night. That we went mm. to. I suppose doesn't use quiz night. What at a pub? Random pub? No, no. It was um, uh, a charity quiz night that a friend of Naomi's was putting on. Ah. We came a hundred percent average. Right, oh, in really? The <laughs> <laughs> right, slap bang in the middle. Yeah. What kind of questions uh, are they? <laughs> you can't trust a pub quiz though now, right? People no phones and stuff like that. No, you, people cheat. You can't trust. Like the, the scores were so high, like. I think one of the teams had only got like a couple of the questions wrong over the entire evening and it's just like, seriously? Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. People always assume I'd be good at pub quizzes for some reason. They think, I don't know, <laughs> they must think I'm smart or something. Uh, that doesn't yeah, make well, you good at pub no. quizzes. It's not about being clever at all. It's just about It's about, random, it's about knowing random stuff, yeah. Because like, there, yeah. there was a high skew on geography in this thing and I'm not good in geography at all. No, me either. Like, um, yeah, I know a lot so I, about specific things, but not general things. Yeah. Like nearly a whole third of the points was dedicated to knowing capital, uh, capital cities or countries. Oh, wow. I really can't do that. Yeah. Oh, I'm terrible at that. I got like three and got one wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a high stint in there. And there was, there was an entertainment round, but I was like, yes, look, maybe there'll be some music and film in-depth stuff. And it's like, no, it was more about the people around the stuff. If you know what I mean, it's like, how old is this person? What's this guy's Aww. middle name? And it's like, that's nothing to do with the actual film or the music. No, it's just pointless facts that, like, yeah. like dates are the worst or ages oh, of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like who cares what year that happens? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Top and there was, there was a whole sort of true or false round of like random stuff, and um, and I spent I spent like half that round sort of questioning like the, the, like just sort of picking apart the questions, going all right, like because they were like based on like surveys and stuff. It's, it's right. like in a recent poll, it was it was decided that this this percentage of people who had did this thing, and it's it's like, well, okay, how are you? How are you measuring that? It's like, What's your methodology? <laughs> yeah, it's like who who made the survey? Is it like because if it's a Daily Mail survey, then that means something, right? <laughs> it's like it's going to be skewed. That it's total crap, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not exactly Getty or whatever. Not Getty. Who is it? Getty do the photos? Who did the polls? Beginning with a G. Um, <laughs> Fine. Uh, Can't remember. <laughs> Gatherers of data. <laughs> the, ga- the data gatherers. I don't know. 
yeah, so there were, I don't know. There were some of them were just like some of them was just me being stupid. Where it was just like if they said thirteen percent of people did this thing, it's like oh well, and and the answer was higher than that, or we thought the answer would be way higher than that. We were just sort of thinking, well, okay, if this is true, does that mean that it's <laughs> like like well, thirteen percent of people are like this, but then there's another ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that kind of question works. It's like yes. 13 and another 30%. Yeah. I mean, is it technically true if you say 13% of people do this? But then there's another 10% that also do that thing. I don't know. I suppose you didn't say at least 13%, I guess. <laughs> just seems like a really lazy question. Yeah, this, it's not interesting. It's not an interesting fact that some poll said something, is it? I don't know. Well, we're trying to tie it into like I don't know. Uh, well, one of them in particular was like, "What is the average? How what does the average Londoner spend on a uh, on eating out? How much of their uh, income is spent on inca- eating out?" And right, uh, and, did- and it was like, and it, well, it was like it's eleven. No, it gave you that, that was a multiple choice. Give you ranges, so like some percentages, right. and it's like, well, here's, yeah. is is it this percentage, this percentage, or this percentage? And it's like it's eleven percent. It's like crap. It's like that was slightly better, but then the other ones were like, uh, like what's what's the what is the? Oh, I, I don't. They they worded it real weird. Like, what is the human decade at which most people get tattoos? And like by that they mean like, is it your twenties or your the human your 30s decade? Or the human decade, in which you're most likely to get a tattoo, and it is your thirties, right? So what we've all learned something here. What tattoo are you going to get? <laughs> um, one that says "Don't put a tattoo on me." <laughs> that would be hella ironic. <laughs> this is not ironic. a tattoo. We'll just get one that says "This is not a tattoo." What, like this is not a pipe? <laughs> Pretty much. But that pipe, 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 pipe. But that it is a it is a tattoo, like. Because <laughs> isn't that so, the idea that it's not a pipe because it's a picture of a pipe, right? It's oh, well, a that's painting. So it's like it's not a pipe; it's a picture of a pipe. I guess that's allowed. Yeah. But if it's a tattoo that says "This is not a tattoo," that's it's not true because it is a tattoo, isn't it? It's not a picture of a tattoo. It it is. If if the painting said "This is not a painting," that would be false, right? Oh yeah, but, but then I could give it an artistic pretentious title and say I've got a tattoo. I call it lies. Yeah, and lies. Okay. <laughs> or more specifically, <Yeah>. lie. <coughs> or maybe just alternative fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, post truth. <laughs> anyway, this is my post truth tattoo. Definitely need to stay away from politics this week. Not that yes. we don't normally, but yes. Uh, <laughs> we don't normally. No, we do normally. Do normally. <laughs> I said yeah, not yeah. that we don't normally. Uh, okay. It was a double negative. <laughs> yes. Double negatives makes twice the bad. <laughs> <laughs> twice the bad. Good sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like two. It's like. <laughs> if you to like take a. Take, I think probably with a double negative, right? It's like in, in one, you could think of it as just 2N rather than. Minus N, minus N. So as you end up back at the start, like it's like it's two N, it's two negatives. <laughs> that could be that could be bad. Uh, I'm not never going to understand that. So, <laughs> no, but that, no, 
the, 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 not, not in English. No, I'm just saying in general, like the phrase double negative, it could be, oh, just does two negatives. Oh, uh, right. You mean like a kind of work. Coming, coming back to politics, though, you mean like Orwellian style, like double plus good or whatever, Newspeak style, right? Well, double, no, what, what, what would be what? double plus bad? <laughs> double plus good. Yeah, double have you never come good. across that? No. Have you, have you read that book? It's quite good. It's sold out, apparently. Like the sales have gone through <laughs> the roof price? of 1984. But the oh, I, yeah. one of the ways in which the government like suppresses like free speech and, and sort of general thinking is to like change language so it's more simple and you have less ability to express yourself so they get right. rid of words like there is no really amazingly good or awesomely good there's just good and double good and double plus good and same goes for <laughs> bad there's not awful terrible there's no terrible or awful there's just double plus bad they just make language really super simple so that you can't anyway yes i think they've made it more complicated <laughs> Well, well, at the very least, yeah, all they've maybe. done is they've tried to make some kind of like scale of good that everyone has to adhere to, right? Yeah, the good, good. Yeah, there's, there's no a boundary. Of there's good. no chance. No, like how bad is awful? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, what, exactly. How, specifically, how bad is it? It's double bad. Double plus bad. <laughs> they shouldn't have used plus though. They should have had negative. Then I guess then or, that's a double negative. So or, just, yeah, but or, that's or that's more plus complex. Plus. If you have a because it, it, it's simple. Yeah, but plus is an inheritably positive thing because it's literally no, it positive. Just mean, but they redefine it to just mean more. Right. Anyway, new speak. But then what do they do for addition? Triple bear. <laughs> There's a whole thing, appendix, at the back of the book that explains how it's supposed to work, but I don't think it's that fleshed out, really. <laughs> I don't think it's actually well thought out. Probably not, no. It's not all well thought out. No. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That definitely deserves a Rob, this is a joke. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like Adam Buxton's approach to that, is when he tells a shit joke, he leaves a long silence and then just makes a little fart noise. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever you talk about like how Buxton does things at the end of sentences, I just remember his the way he treats Happy Face at the end of tweets. It's just like hey! <laughs> every time he has to, has to, he doesn't just say smiley. It's just like hey. <laughs> I think that's even that's not even the standard smiley noise. That's like a quite enthusiastic smiley. What's the standard smiley noise? <laughs> with less enthusiasm than that, it's just that's got to be the smiley with a capital D noise, hasn't it? Yeah. It's a, hey, <laughs> What was the smiley? What's the noise standard noise? smiley? Yeah. Noise like? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Is it like about, <laughs> hmm. about that? Hmm. Maybe just an E. 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 <laughs> ah. Any kitchen bitchin's egg? No. No Pins- house grouse. No. Been so cold. That has been a problem. Mainly for me, because I go to bed at like three o'clock in the morning after the heating's been off for like off five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another problem with this new actual heating system where it's not just on all the time. <laughs> now that we don't have a cold fire any longer. Mm. It actually gets cold when the heating's not on, because it's not on. Because there's, still yeah. not, there's not something burning 24-7. No. You're saving the planet, man. Your hardship or not saves a tree. We still haven't. Still, who knows? 
the actual figures. We're still burning all the coal we had left over just in the fireplace now. <laughs> okay. Chuck it on top of the wood. Oh, really? Well, it's like, I, I was wondering about that because it's just like, what are you going to do with all this coal that we still got left? It's like, well, I guess we still have somewhere where we can burn it. Yeah, we're a proper fireplace that uses. Although I don't know if that's like bad for you because more of the fumes are getting into the room if you're burning coal in an open fireplace. Does it not? Sure. But the chimney is working, yeah, right? You sure, should get a draft out of the chimney, right? Still, That's how it's supposed to work. You know, you still smell the burning, which means yeah, some amount of the stuff is getting off into the room. That's true. It's not that bad. It's not, it's not super terrible, though. It's not like you're filling the room with a, a, a visible smoke. Yeah, you're meant to have a draft that goes up the chimney, right? And the drawers. Mm. <laughs> it's such a stupid design, isn't it, right? Because like, the fireplace draws the draws both the smoke and quite a lot of the heat up. Well, yeah. <laughs> so How else are you going to do it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Not, yeah, not like that, I guess. It's That's true. Probably why fireplaces are painted black. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, well maybe. They radiate all the heat. No, but isn't that just to hide them getting smoky and black and hot? Well, that too, probably. <laughs> It's a double win. Double plus win. It's a double plus win. Winnest. I'm assuming they didn't have superlatives in this Orwellian nightmare. No, they get rid of them. That's the idea. No superlatives. You can't be... No. You can't be most bad. I don't think so. I can't be the baddest mofo in town. (laughs) I can only be the double plus bad mofo in town. (laughs) Mofo in town. I don't think mofo is allowed. But I don't well, think they'd invented that at the time. So, oh, although it is nineteen eighty-four, would it be the double plus? Would it be the double plus bad, bad, <laughs> the double double plus bad maternal copulator in town? <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> oh dear. There we go. Yeah, I got, I got not nothing. I got nothing. It's yeah, not been nothing. a particularly random couple of weeks. I've just been working hard, and it's been a bad couple of weeks at work. And Ugh, lame. Well, just just a stressy couple of weeks, and it's, yeah, it doesn't really create particularly brilliant uh, anecdotes. Anecdotes. <laughs> anecdotes. You've not been uh, driving up to. Google no, I got away with that. Got away with that these last nice couple work. of weeks. Cool, yeah. I am in London twice next week, though. One time is to go see the filming of Darrow Breed's 8-Bit. Oh, really? They're doing a second season. Where is that? At, like, um, um, the stupid stadium. What's it called? Near there, is it? Um, it's, yeah, it's west of West London. It's sort of Probably. out... Yeah. Yeah, well, it's more out of Watford, I want to say. Uh, right, okay. Sort of past there, quite a way past there. I can't remember the name. I keep forgetting it every time, and then don't correct me every time I say something like West London. And it's like, no, it's further than that. Right. What's the other thing? Work. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Work. That work, 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 work. Where's the second lyric in that song? It's because right, um, it's like so. Like I'm doing work, 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 work. You see me doing derp, 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 derp. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> it's the derpy song. The one between derp, the work derp. is he. He he said me happy, which means he said I have to, right? But in Jamaican patois, right? Right. Or, sure. or Barbadian, I suppose, because she's from. There. <laughs> he Bob said Dunn. me happy, work, 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 and work means sex, I think. In the col- in that context, well, it's a Rihanna song. So <laughs> yeah, so he has. There's a high probability of that. <laughs> yeah, but that's about as far as I, could, I go on that one. 
See me doing derp, 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 derp. Derp, 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 derp. The derp song. Anyway, yeah. I'm sure it's some sort of very culturally sensitive thing, or not at all, but I guess it's a stupid pop song. Probably not, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If it is about that kind of work, and you want to see them doing derp... (laughs) I haven't seen the video, so I don't know. Oh, no, I've got no idea. in the video. He's gone drives in there. That's what's happened. Right. Should we do the not news? <laughs> the not news. News. Not the game clock news. Top story this week. Xbox stuff. So what have we got? The, the stuff about the, the new fast, what's it called? Project Scorpio. Project Scorpio, which is which, still the name as far as we know. Which still has a chance of like smashing that PS4 Pro in the specs and, and well, like, that's, actually that's, regaining something. That is 100% their plan. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the, the Pro is only supposed to be like a slight upgrade, wasn't it? And this is supposed to be pretty much twice the power right? But of PS4. But, but just like PS4 Pro, you know, you won't be allowed to make a game just for Scorpio. No. They 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 have been careful to word at least in their previous things. So we we should clarify this. It's like apparently like Phil Spencer went out tweeting about that you know he's played the Scorpio hardware and uh, it's looking good and it's looking good like that. So it's like you know it's real and and it's um you know that sounds sounds like the hardware design has now been finalised. Um, mm-hmm. a whole nine odd months before it's due to come out. Um, when's it due to come out? Well, uh, holiday this year. Really? Hmm, interesting. Um, so there's... Uh, yeah, he's saying that that's good. And then, just to blow that up a little bit further, apparently a white paper regarding the specs and what you should do with it and how developers need to handle this thing for now hmm. uh, got leaked. And, uh, yeah, some some in-depth discussion about what is and isn't in this paper has erupted. But it still seems like this thing is still going to... Uh, managed to maintain its uh, claim of being the most powerful console. True, but it it can't make the um, frankly unattainable claim of being like a truly 4K console because like you can't barely do that with a souped up PC. Really? Oh no! Well, you yeah. know, not not on a single graphics card. Let's, like no. uh, you know, I'm I don't know how. It, I mean, you know, I'm running that that 1080 card, which is I guess. A, um, it might be the most powerful consumer cards. There's probably more powerful cards well, than video put out there in their like pro lines, like the quadros and or whatever. Well, whatever they, they have that. Are, that but... I think they still do the whole ridiculous Titan business, even now Titan X or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure if they'd come up with come out with the updated Titan yet. I couldn't. I'm not sure. I think there is a ludicrously more expensive and only slightly better Titan. Um, that's why I was waiting for the TI or whatever because it's like not mm. stupid. But they yeah. haven't, and they didn't announce that, by the way, in other news. Uh, uh, in other non-news. Yeah, because people thought they would announce that at CES, and they didn't. Anyway, uh, um, oh, yeah, CES happened. Yeah. Nothing came out of that, did it? No, nothing. Uh, st- still waiting in non-gaming news for some kind of decent wireless in-ear headphones to come on the market. Uh, oh, right, sure. They don't exist yet. I mean, there's the Apple AirPod stupid things, but I'm not mm. getting those. No. Anyway. But anyway, yeah, the, I guess the thing about this story is that it's, that while 
uh, pretty much everything is riding on Scorpio now in terms of Microsoft's Xbox strategy because now they're canning games left and right, and then mm. where their and their lineup looks not brilliant at all. Mm, really, thin, you put it next yeah. to Sony's uh, work coming up, yeah. and it's just like, well, you got you got got Crackdown, you got Halo Wars two. You mean for this year? Probably Forza Seven this year. Mm. Probably. It's like, although we don't really know that for sure. It's that's my, that's slim pickings, right? Well, we don't even know Crackdown threes for sure this year. In fairness, mm. um, I um, can't off the top of my head think of what other exclusives are coming. It's got their pirate thing. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah, the rare Sea of thing. Thieves. But no one's going to have the consoles to. Play <coughs> that. I mean, that needs to be like really multiplayer. I mean, you'd have to. Have, all your friends would have to have Xboxes. I suppose that's well, true. But there's the thing as well that all those all those titles are likely to be PC cross platform. Ah, well, that'd be all right then. So yeah, I don't, like in terms of Sea of Thieves getting enough. But then, a, then Sea of Thieves will just become a PC game at that point, probably. Likely, given how you know multiplayer focused it is. Mm. And also, apparently, like you know, the word the word is at the moment that the sales figures for like Xbox and PS4, like in America, they're actually really tight now in terms mm. of total base. But the rest of the world still favors PlayStation. Right. Interesting. But but in America, at least, it's like the the, the playing field is somewhat level. Um, but yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like the software side of Microsoft is not enticing at all now that they lost Scalebound. Scalebound was my was my mm. top pick. Like mm. I was, I won. Even if that game was probably going to be crap, like let's be honest, it didn't show massively well. Like, but there was a style to it and a thing to it that you know that Platinum Games normally brings to the table. That I, that I kind of dug. It reminded me a bit actually of the Ninja Theory's DMC, mm. um, uh, and it's like I'm kind of into that. It looked, this is real interesting. It's a new IP, always good. Um, well, not always good, but always interesting. <laughs> no. Always interesting at the least. <laughs> Virtually never good. No, but always <laughs> interesting at the very least. And uh, yeah, and they scuppered that. So now I'm left with like, well, I didn't never really cared for Crackdown, so I'm not into that. Mm. I mean, Crackdown One was kind of insane and fun, but it wasn't like a franchise type thing. No, <laughs> that it's could a, have it's been a weird st- one. Yeah, that could have been a standalone game and never had a sequel. It would have been fine. The problem is, I guess, these days that Saints Row 4 kind of went and tried to do the crackdown thing, right? And did it mm. probably pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, And also, for the original Xbox One, they've, they're discontinuing the snap feature, apparently. Yeah. Is that right? That whole thing, that was the first demo they did for Xbone, was snapping, right? They sort of like watch TV. Well, no, actually, the very first thing they did was talk to Connect and go watch TV, play game, show movie, and then some Star Trek turned up. All that bullshit, um, yeah. Yeah. And then the next thing they did was let's snap some TV to my game or some game to my TV or whichever way around. Skype or whatever. Yeah. So this is one of the, the marquee features, I guess, of the, of the original Xbox player. No, yeah, I don't use it for anything. It's like, it's complete, like, because the snap. It, Pizza tracking. The, yeah. That was the, but that was the novelty we did once because yeah, we could. Because it's stupid. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although um, I do use the tracker on the web. Oh, sure. The yeah. one that gives you push updates. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, but nothing, nothing there's nothing wrong with the Domino's Xbox. Pizza Tracker. Yeah. Apart from <laughs> yeah. that, you have to turn off the sound yourself every time. Uh, well, yeah, there's that as well. 
It'd be quite neat if it like sort of like just you know notification like Windows 10 notifications just popped up on the screen, so your order has progressed to out for delivery. You know. Yeah, they could do that with the. Um, sorry, web developer speaking here. They could do that with the new service worker API in Chrome. There you go. Boom. You may have noticed people. that you may have noticed that Facebook does that, right? Um, oh, sure. On Chrome. Yeah. Well, anyway. but then I've got the app installed on my PC, so it's just. Oh really? Oh, and, and well, Chrome app. has its Chrome has its own notification system as well. That's it? the so one, it's, yeah. Okay, but it's it's developed on a, um, you know, proposed open standard, so every okay. browser can can implement Opt it. Opt into these. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's I don't think it will be missed particularly. The only thing that that Snap is actually useful for is that when when you load it's the default for the achievements panel, which shows you in it's nice because mm. that sort of makes sense for achievements to show it in a nice compressed vertical form. Um, but I don't know, you don't really have that open whilst you're playing the game. I suppose you stop to read it to see what you've got to do next or something like that. So if it came out in a in a Xbox 360 style like just, just overlay that's also fine um, I guess I did show it's, mm-hmm. yeah I did see they have sort of briefly mentioned or have been toying with this before because there, there was a uh, uh, in the Kotaku story for this someone in the comment thread and said yeah they've been toying with this for a while and showed like a screenshot of Forza with a, a Twitch overlay just in the middle of the like on the on the right hand side of the screen but it's not snapped per se it's just overlaid over the what's going on so you can see what you're streaming and what the chat's saying. Hmm, okay, yeah. Sorry, still not ideal, I suppose, for that stuff, but probably better than snapping something to your screen. Yeah. Lose, just losing, losing space. Losing space, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the, the only, like, it would be, the only ever, like, real ideal solution to snapping would have been, like, if the games could have been aware of when something was snapping in and shrink their output window to... To, to accommodate, right? I don't think it's so, ever going to really fly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you could add APIs, but but I, can't, I don't know. I mean, they'd I have to it, be, they, then you'd have to be designing games for resizing windows and stuff like yeah, that. Exactly. So it's like it's it's which definitely gets trickier. I mean, they already have all their trouble with you know automatically resolution changing or whatever it's called dynamic resolution uh yeah is it dynamic or adaptive or adaptive and then and then the upscaling and all that stuff Mm. imagine if you then had to do that for a different aspect ratio like every time the user decided to i don't know look at some some stuff from their buddies on twitch yeah what's my what's my yeah what's my twitter feed doing right now i'll just have that on screen whilst i'm doing this it's weird because like the Xbox like app structure actually showed some promise in the early days. Like I remember when the um, was it the, the the Rio World Cup was it or yeah, it wasn't Rio, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. It, Bra- it oh, just, just Brazil, yeah, just in Brazil in but, general. Okay, it was the yeah, Olympics. They, it was in Rio, but it was pretty. It's all in the same place. Because so. they put a little snappable app out on Xbox for that, and uh, so. You, it, you could have it snapped and see results as they came in and things like that, and it would be notifying, or you can look up things while it's while. So while you could snapped. get a notification every every three minutes when Germany scored another goal. Pretty much, Brazil. but yeah, but if that was the thing, that actually worked when it wasn't snapped either. You could unsnap it and have it, and it would just be sat there, and it would occasionally notify you of stuff going on. And the same, like, it would just put up a little 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 classic no, cool. Xbox notification saying goal, and it's. Like, Mm, yeah, and it's like that. That was actually kind of okay. I was into that. 
And then no one's done it since. <laughs> Maybe they should have just gone for smart glass instead, really. <laughs> yeah, but smart glass was such a failure as well. The if whole they, second screen thing. they just thing. made it better, yeah. they made smart glass easier to do, yeah. which they could have easily done by now, because lots of other things have started using second screens much simpler. I mean, even just Jackbox is like a prime example of how you can do that pretty yeah. easily. Sort of. Just a web page that serves yeah. all the different things that they run. I mean, it's a very simplified system in general. But Yeah, it's ma- that's massively basic and also relies on... Having a you know, yeah, there needs to be a server architecture there to run it, where a smart glass was directly connecting to your console. If you just made a stuff. decent enough app for the phone, you shouldn't have a problem really. And it would have been then it wouldn't have been sapping nearly as much power off the console in theory, I guess. Yeah, it would still be taking some to transmit the stuff to the phone. It's one of those things, yeah, because I guess the second screen was always going to be difficult, right? Because they, they would have had to have had a standardized form by which stuff could be sent to it, and and um, unless you're doing like a full Wii U trick of having the game being able to render to two separate outputs, like in its own engine and its own method, it's so like that was always going to be difficult to get to work. It on, need on... to do that for like anything fancy. It would only need to be like for the operating system stuff, like the achievements panel, where it's just like it's just a. a oh well, that's there. That, that already exists. Well, yes, but they should you have just made that the, the way app. to do it. Yeah, <laughs> they shouldn't have tried to make snap and just banked on smart glass being that for the system. Oh, I see what you mean now. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just uh, the, if, if anyone was going to multitask, they'd just use their phones, which, as it turns out, is exactly what people were doing before the X phone came out. Yeah, people do and that, that was like kind of unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're probably right. Well, we'll see what they do without snap yeah. right other news various announcements of games with no detail <laughs> including <laughs> uh, including some that might not actually be announcements of games it might just be a person saying a thing for some reason yeah so an example of a person saying a thing I suppose <laughs> is, the, is this Avengers thing I guess which is Marvel teaming up with well it says Square Enix but it really means IDOS i.e. Crystal Dynamics, the developer of the recent Tomb Raider games. They're going to be doing some Marvel MCU-based games, starting with the Avengers, apparently, but there's no real detail apart from the Avengers logo and the Square Enix logo. I know we went through some of this before we went on air, but my mind is suddenly kicking off. I'm sure Crystal Dynamics was said to have been working on something else other than Tomb Raider as well. Well, maybe they're just expanding. You know, yeah, mate, because that, they, I think those games did pretty well. Oh, they've done the, very the well. Recent Tomb Raider. Raider. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my brother worked at IDOS for, oh, sorry, Square Enix in London for a while, and it sounded like a kind of um, bit of a clusterfuck, but uh, <laughs> from his perspective, but uh, they seem to be doing okay in terms of the actual developers. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know how well Final Fantasy did in terms of sales, by the way. No, I don't know. Really, I haven't heard a lot about how Fifteen's done. Yeah. But it's gone, I think that game's gone down well better. Just in general, yeah. I think 15 has gone down better than I think most Final Fantasy observers expect. expected. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, we'll see what comes out. I mean, I'm not too excited about games in that universe, particularly superhero. I mean, all anyone wants is that awesome... An awesome. Sp- oh no, who's making the Spider-Man game? Because we are getting that, aren't we? But who is it that's making it? Oh, oh, I forgot. Somebody, somebody good, wasn't it? I'm gonna have to look that up. No, it's not Ninja Theory because Ninja Theory is still working on 
Hellblade. Um, ah, yeah, don't know. Can't remember. It, it was a notable studio, though. You're right. Insomnia? Was it Insomnia? Yeah, I think Insomniac. it was. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think Insom- Insomniac, yeah. And that looked decent, so so at least we're getting a Spider-Man. That's nothing to do, with, to do with this announcement, but at least in the Marvel Universe, that's really the only thing I would care about. Um, in terms of computer game. Mm. Can you think of a good... What would you choose if you had to pick one of those? I mean, Avengers is obviously going to be terrible because, uh, well, maybe not, but... Just a whole bunch of mismatched superheroes with different powers. Like, yeah, the, the problem it's is the classic problem of like you've got so many mechanics that you have yeah. to build that you're not going to spend long enough making them good. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, with Spider-Man, I mean, you can unless it's like a brawler or something. Then well, you can probably get away. With it. Yeah, wasn't there? Because mm. people used to was it not not the Ultimate Alliance games, but was it, wasn't there something the, the Marvel brawlers of like the Xbox, the original Xbox Age or something, um, were actually quite liked. I think they generally well received and they were just basically brawlers with you know lots of characters from it might have been an x-men game rather than a marvel game yeah, actually thinking they, about it done those but, yeah. as well. um but there's the like what's it what's it called the actual game that is that that's like an mmo that's on pc uh like city that. of heroes no oh yeah <laughs> oh, the, Mar- the marvel, the marvel the actual one. marvel one it's like okay. called marvel something 2017 isn't it's it? just marvel <laughs> just, superheroes or yeah. something like that yeah and that is basically just a brawler with lots of characters mm. with different abilities, <laughs> like a Diablo or something. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> where my mind was going. Is like they they could pull off a good Diablo style game, but right? then like now we've just said that that game exists. It's like so there's no reason to make that again because that game exists. <laughs> maybe, but yeah, uh, yeah, maybe you're right. I didn't realize Marvel Super Heroes was more Diablo even straight up MMO. I guess I think it is. It seems like it from what I've seen, and you know they. They've continued to update it, is the thing. So mm. it's not doing badly mm. for them, presumably. Oh, yeah. If they're giving it yearly <laughs> name tags. Well, I think the yearly name tag might have been to, like, refresh the reviews. Oh, yeah. No, the, the, <laughs> yeah, that was the whole thing last year, wasn't it? When they first did 2016 edition. Yeah, because it reset all the Steam reviews. <laughs> Which is a, kind of unnecessary now that you have recent Steam reviews and all that I stuff. I guess, yeah. Once Steam changed that system. So that's that. Um, speaking of Steam, Nino Kuni Two will be on Steam, apparently. Yeah, I mean that's that's nice that that Which is that's nice. branched out. I'd quite like them to have ported the first game. In fairness, well, maybe they the, will. The first game seems more appealing to me than the second, just in terms of the second one's um, setup and story and kind of tone, the character yeah. you play as. I think the first the first one is way more appealing to me. It's like you know the little Welsh dudes. <laughs> yeah, the little Welsh nose dude. Yeah. Um, sorry, my I, mind's still ro- ro- rolling on the Crystal Dynamics stuff. It's like I wonder if they could do like um you could like I, I think, what if they did like a sort of platformer style action game? You know, sort of like if you took Assassin like, like the old four games though. Mm. Uh, it's a different thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> so, sort of if you. I'm sort of thinking maybe a halfway house between like a like a, a, a you know a God of War DMC character action game and and like a, uh, a like maybe a Lego game you know somewhere in the middle something that sort of blends a bit of platforming and a bit of moving around with like proper combat mechanics and you, but you only really have like specific missions for specific characters maybe you don't do the full Lego thing of letting you bring everyone in and it's like you know maybe that could work I mean that's I. I 
maybe you avoid the mess of having so many characters then. You still have to make them. If they've got individual specified levels for each character, then you're still going to have to make the abilities for You're still each going to have to mechanically make it, yeah, but you don't necessarily have to worry about how they combine, I guess. I don't think you were going to worry about that at all, really, anyway. <laughs> Maybe. At worst, it was going to be like one level where all the other ones were computer-controlled and you were just you were just one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking what Crystal Dynamics are known to be good at, right? They're good at Tomb Raider. And it's like, you need to probably make a game to their strengths. Could be so Avengers Go. <laughs> That's not Crystal. <laughs> They're still using their brands, though. They, pro- they probably will make that game anyway, but yeah. That would make any sense. Then just go. Marvel, go. Hit Mango. You can't have a tactical Avengers thing. That doesn't make any sense. Most of them are designed to just kill shit. <laughs> oh, sure, can you just put, yeah, couldn't you make like a. Um... I don't know, take a Fire Emblem-style game out of Marvel characters. Well, you, you could make a tactical game out of basically any universe if you tried out. Yeah. No one wants to do that because they're not popular games. An X-Men Fire Emblem-style game would be pretty sweet. Yes. Obviously. I'm sure there was one on the PC like years Wrong ago way. that was a turn-based thing, even before City of Heroes. I can't remember the name, but like in the late 90s. Uh, hmm. but I can't remember the name, but it wasn't like licensed. Like you created your own superheroes, and you know configured Freedom their powers. Team, team, that was the term. Uh, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that wasn't, definitely wasn't. That was just another brawler. Yeah, it was sort right. of top. Well, it wasn't. It, it was sort Freedom of yeah, top down, almost mouse shooter, all this sort of thing, wasn't it? And sort of, that... You almost controlled it RTS style. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Or maybe it was real time though. Yeah. Yeah, Freedom Force. That's the one I was thinking of, Freedom Force. Yeah. Oh, I remember there was such a hype around Freedom Force before it came out, and then it came out and everyone was like, that's all right. Mm, it's fine. <laughs> As like most games ever. Yeah. It's a sort of a, it a... There was a brief moment of it being a thing, and then it wasn't a thing. What else we got? Uh, so, Dirt 4 announced. There you go. Dirt, 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 dirt. Whatever that actually means. You sent me one of dirt, dirt, dirt. It's so what it like? So, I mean, obviously the graphics are going to be good. Uh, I haven't shown much in terms of it. But what There's it going to be a guy means... asking you to stream your stuff on YouTube. Hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, well... There's not much detail, but I'm just kind of looking through what that some guy who's obsessed with dirt is has figured out. I mean, the main point here that, that he's saying, I'm, I'm not fully. He says it's confirmed, but I don't know. I'd need to check the sources. But he's saying that there's there's two driving models, so you can actually switch to to um Ooh, like, like so whether they're they're pulling in the dirt rally model. So there's a dirt rally drive model and a casual dirt. model. Yeah, um, interesting. So you rather than trying to please everyone, you can actually switch. Wait, rather than trying to please everyone, we're going to try and please everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but including both modes. That is an that is an odd decision. I mean, it, I haven't. I'm not sure I've seen something like that. Well, it since, depends since on like Revolt. I don't know. We turned down the physics simulation <laughs> level. Yeah. It depends on like what the levels are like, because it's no good having a, like a rally simulation style physics engine if the levels are designed for arcade driving. No. <laughs> Doesn't well, actually work. It kind of looks like you can infer that there's going to be like a rally, a proper rally career or whatever, and it won't be mm. like, you know, every other stage you have to switch to buggies or land rush or. But they are. Then in why there. call it dirt then? Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like, well, it's those, just the way you the, set the, it the up, dirt. isn't it? That stuff is still there. It's just you do it in a different but, way, right? 
What's the thing? The main yeah, the mainline dirt games aren't rally games, really, are they? Like they have a they have a they have a yeah, they have a bit of rally. Well, this is multidisciplinary. I think it is a mainline. Yeah. I think it's got that stuff back. I don't know about Jukana though. But are they but are they splitting the careers into different parts? Is that what you're saying? So it's like, oh, well, I'm, I'm actually just doing the just doing the Landrush career, and then I'm going to do the potentially. I, I think oh, yeah. it, it will be less Dubro or whatever, or less. Um, hey who, man, that who, was a real again. sweet session. But who knows? Well, I mean, the trailer friends. doesn't have any of that shit or whatever. The announcement trailer, it just has like it's focusing on a new you know recent rally car and they've got the license i think for for the world rally championship or whatever oh have they i think that's well, interesting that, that seems weird because they keep making their own games yeah well no or do they do or do they have that well it, the, the, there is a wrc series but like there's that crappy team that always make them right well but, yeah but that's the official world rally license yeah but, that mean, but, that, but yeah, it, it depends where, like, to say, well, WRC we, makes their own games. They probably don't. It's like the other team just has this license. No one makes their own games. Yeah, they exactly. have makes them for them, but it's still licensed. Like, Dirt uh, okay. Rally had uh, the FIA something or other, didn't they? They had some license. Because it was yeah. to do with the, the uh, Rally Cross. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. So let me. I'm actually reading the announcement well. now, so I'm actually starting to get. So it's definitely got the buggy and the truck racing. Um, this is so. This is much tells you much more than the video does because the video doesn't tell you anything. But uh, oh, let's see. Uh, it's got some kind of um, level designer track editor Ooh. called Your Stage. Ooh, uh, that could be fun. Right. Oh no! Oh, I, hmm. it looks like it's more of a generator where you set some parameters and press a button and it makes it rather than. Oh, you that's less fun. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> that doesn't sound like that would even work. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, so they're saying combine the th- realism of Dirt Rally with the fun of Dirt Two and Three. There you go. Uh, that then, sounds alright. Yeah, and then official FIA World Rally Cross Championship. Yeah, as long as, as, long as they've still got the rally cross, but do they have the actual WLC? Uh, maybe I've got that wrong. Then. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that sounds vaguely promising, given that we know that nothing. Sounds like, like it'd be okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but I'd, I'd sort of be. I think I'd be up for up for that. Although, in fairness, I've got to play a lot more dirt rally before I'm really up. For yeah. It, you know? yeah. That's yeah. not going to happen, though, is it? I mean, no, it no. should, but it doesn't. <laughs> Okay, so that's Dirt 4. And uh, speaking of 4s, um, someone high up at EA uh, tweeted just hashtag Skate 4. Just to join in, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit, feeling a bit left out. literally any kind of information that would announce at all. Maybe. So there's the nothing there. Anything. But that would be cool if uh, if they make that. Especially for if they put it out on Steam as well. Well, I think they... After... After the Skate Free resurgence and the Skate Four hashtag malarkey, I'm sure they're aware that they shouldn't be making a Skate Four. Yeah, but then so, you know they could just fuck it up really easily. They could like do. Hawks. So, <laughs> they just need game. to go back to yeah, the, exactly. the basics there. I mean, Skate they nailed the first Skate game. It wasn't perfect, but it, the the gameplay was good enough that I mean, I played the whole game, but I. Could have got, I got quite a lot of enjoyment just out of the demo, just because all it gave you was mm. a, a skate park and the, the core controls were so good and there wasn't any 
limitation that you could just dick around in a skate park which is the reality for most people who skate i think yeah is that they dick around in a skate park and have fun the weird thing about that sort of a game that manages to nail that right is that it's both good and bad for the game because it's like its mechanics are so good that you only really need the demo to to have a good time then what do you do with the rest of the game like i don't think they fully succeeded in the first game of making the, the rest of everything great but because um, some of the, they went, they went big on open world even in the first one, didn't they? They did. It was open world, but it was pretty basic looking, um, uh, and um, some of the basically some of the challenges were not like were pretty frustrating and weren't mm. like suitably and had not enough care and attention had been put into like calibrating the kind of difficulty curve as you went through the challenges, basically. Right. Uh, but that's the sort of thing that you can just improve just by working harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Polishing more. Yeah, the sort of Nintendo approach of, you know, make it fun all the way through by, like, rigorously playtesting the shit out of it. It's interesting, though, that given there's been so much time, or enough time, I guess, since Skate 3, yeah, enough. Like, would, it, would it even be the same guys you know or it'd be a whole new team you know presumably they they could you know it being in in house they could just pull on everything that's been done before but still it's like you sometimes you want to know want the guys who know what went right and what went wrong right maybe i don't know if i trust that they were the same people anyway at this point so no probably not but yeah as long as they get the spirit of that first game and how it was different from tony hawk i think uh, it could be fun maybe they've picked up some neversoft guys anyway yeah maybe So yes, that's that. And that's it for news, apart from the news that a bunch of old Sega music is now on Spotify. <laughs> so I'm going to definitely go check out, because I, I was searching actually on Spotify for Jet Set Radio just to see what was there. And but it's now like, Sega no, it's put like, it out there's... as an album. Yeah. The artist yeah. is Sega, capital letters, of course. Yeah, definitely going to check that out. And a bunch of Sonic music and stuff. Have a Sega day. Yeah, have a Sega day. That's it for news. Well, here's two more, like, not news announcements. What? The, the things I've been seeing about when, you know, shit in my seamless updates or doesn't update. And then I suddenly, sometimes when things update, it causes me to think, oh, yeah, that other thing hasn't updated. So I went and looked at, like, the blog, the main blog page for Stardew Valley, because I was like, where the fuck is this multiplayer thing actually going to happen? Right. And it's still undefined, but. Basically, the two other things he was talking about, which I think is like another console version for some other console that hasn't come out yet. I didn't, didn't read it that deeply, but it's like the it's other good. the other things he was talking about. Uh, the, the furthest away date on those is February, and the multiplayer was like sometime. Mm-hmm. Although technically, he's not working on that. That's like they've part he, the multiplayer coding is being done by like Chucklefish and some other. Sub studios, Chucklefish and Starbound. Oh, they might be using the like some of their code or whatever. Mm, interesting, but yeah, the multiplayer thing that still doesn't have a date. So sometime after February, I'm guessing. <laughs> if if the other things he's talking about, if they do have enough specific information to say February, that seems to suggest the multiplayer thing isn't even in a state where they can say it's within two months. <laughs> mm. And it might just surprise you. Well, maybe. But it's, I keep wanting to play Stardew again. It's like, but I can't 
go back to my previous farm and I don't want to start a new one on like one of the new types of farm because then I'd be starting a new one and wasting the enthusiasm for when we play it in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. That's probably some Yeah, I have been. <laughs> That's why I keep looking at my things that are updating on Steam. And then the other piece of news of updates that aren't happening fucking soon enough, <laughs> they finally announced that season four of Rocket League is happening in April. Oh wow, so still... <laughs> Three months away. <laughs> Jeez. Although they they did suggest that like that it's maybe going to be attached to a fairly significant update. I mean, I, you know, they've done their mini DLC updates in the past, so mm. if it's going to be, I could imagine it could just be as big as those were, like one map and a couple of cars or whatever. Yeah. And they also showed a teaser image of like they're fucking with the ranks again. <laughs> they're right. basically introducing more tiers. So there's now like diamond after gold, hmm. whatever. So we'll probably get the gold real easy this time. <laughs> well, yeah, we probably won't even get be the blue in gold. Even. We'll probably yeah. be starting in diamond. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and then blue, whatever blue is, will be above that. Yeah. Still. But you are going to get fancy wheels. Going to get your blue tier wheels. Yeah. For season three. <laughs> There was a brief period of time where I was sort of almost thinking about purple wheels, but <laughs> I'm not going to make it to purple. I, I've been sitting around in like mid blue, but like it very precisely oscillates between like the top of the lowest blue tier and the middle of the middle blue tier, mm. and that's as high as it goes. And it precisely oscillates back down, down again. And almost every session, I end up exactly back where I started. <laughs> <laughs> Good time. So I'm not going to get purple. Disappointing. Oh, well. <laughs> Blue's better. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Just remembered another Codemasters announcement that I forgot about. They're, they're making new micro machines. Wait, like. Like I micro th- machines. Did, did we talk about that like about a month ago, like as a sort of rumor? Yeah, I think we might. Have. Yeah, okay. Well, so, that's, so, did, that's, so that's real, real then. That's real. There's a there's an announcement trailer. It's called Micro Machines World Series, and it comes out in April. Okay, pretty soon. Mm. So, uh, yeah. How do we how do we feel about its chances? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know. Wait, what, is it, is it t- properly targeting consoles? Is it a proper Micro Machines game? Or is it X- Xbox like, One, PC, and PS4. All right, okay. Cool, Chris? Or? Uh, don't know. Probably got to be a budget title, right? Or a... You'd think so. <laughs> well, yeah, it depends how... It's like if it was Micro Machines 4 grade, hmm. being kind of shitty, <laughs> therefore need to be kind of cheap. Yeah, they'd have to hyper-stylize it now, right? To... Yeah. I hope so. Well, mm. it looks fairly sort of somewhat photo realistic. Oh, really? Huh. In the trailer, but I don't know if that's gameplay. It's quite hard or to tell. Or if it's a CG mock-up yeah, thing. I think it might be. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. That would be smart, mildly, mildly worrying if they have gone. I don't know. I think they should have like doubled down on that sort of cartoony. Well, not totally cartoony, but that sort of V three look. Mm. You know, might have been a game that they could have got away with doing cell shading on. Yeah, maybe. You know. <laughs> yeah, they're not doing that. Mm. 
Okay, well, we'll see about that. And that is it for news. <laughs> so it's time for what we, you've been playing. We, we, made, we made some news out of that. Somehow. Yeah. Right, who's going first? Uh, Zeg, what have you been playing? Well, I haven't been playing all that much of interest, I guess. Sort of. It was Rocket League, obviously. We already partly talked about that. Mm-hmm. That way fluctuating up and down this. I did have a couple of... I'm getting to the point in, like, in Rocket League, like in TF2, where I'm just amused by people who are pissed off by me being, by doing what, what I'm doing. I still get people who are pissed about me defending, sometimes on the enemy team. But that's the one that's more entertaining, where it's like, I'm actually obstructing them well enough that it's annoying them. And then they like mm-hmm. try and come and demolish me or whatever. Oh, of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, no, there was one game where that happened where like, it went into overtime and I was still there and then they started coming to demolish me so I just drove up the other end and scored. <laughs> and then they all quit. <laughs> it was just like, yep, that's pretty much what's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> and I did have one, I did have one night where there was like, a co- there was a co- pair of console players and they were trying to be fancy. Like they were trying to pass, you know, air pass and do all this fancy oh, really? freestyling and that kind Blimey. of stuff or whatever. They weren't good enough to do it. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they were, were trying. Yeah, they were trying. Sometimes it almost worked in, in some ways. But then I was playing defensively and stopping it, stopping it basically. Mm-hmm. So after like a couple of games, they quit. But then coincidentally, we ended up back in the same server together. And this time, they, for some reason, they decided not to quit. And you could just like, they weren't even saying anything because they were playing people for a start, I guess. So they mm-hmm. couldn't type, but they weren't even using the quit chat or anything. But you could just sort of, kind of see that they were just gradually getting more pissed or at least one of them was mm. <laughs> like he'd start trying to demolish me and stuff and then but for some reason they didn't quit the server again they just stayed there for like 20 games hmm. and what was even funnier is like all the games where I think there was only one game when I was on their team and I had a really bad game that game so I just let everything in and it sort of looked like I was trolling them but I was, it was just like it was just coincidental <laughs> Because <laughs> every other game where I was on their team, I was just stopping everything that they were trying to do. That's quite funny. And then, right, like at the end, when they finally decided to quit, one of them quit, but the other guy stayed in the server, so his friend could rejoin the same server, but not on his team, but on my team, so he mm. could troll me, for, troll me from from my own team. Oh wow! <laughs> Luckily, he only stuck around for one game there, mm. and we still nearly won. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm getting to that point, like in Team Fortress, where people accuse me of hacking, which is like, I don't know what you want. I'm just playing the game. I'm not even that good. I mean, come on. But you don't do, because in Tier 2, you would use a relatively obscure loadout, and then people would accuse you of hacking for that, right? Huntsman or whatever, right? No, I mean, the thing that I usually got accused of hacking for in Team Fortress was because I was good at fighting spies. (laughs) And that's just because people aren't as good as playing spy as they think they are. <laughs> yeah, because it's ridiculously hard to play good spy. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, he's using hacks because he can see me when I'm invisible. It's like, no, I just know where you're going because I saw where you were going from a flash. And yeah. then I know that you're probably going to a health kit or an ammo pack. <laughs> and I'm a scout, so I can just run up there and bump you because I'm fast. <laughs> and cover the likely path where you're going to be. Or if I hear a dead ringer, I know that you're back there, so I'll just turn around and go back because I'm a scout because I'm fast. <laughs> It's not complicated. Or I'm a pyro and I'm just spy checking because that's what pyros are meant to fucking do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just casually flame everything. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think you get accused of hacking when you're playing Huntsman. You get accused of luck when you're playing Huntsman. Yeah. You just assume that you're just spamming arrows and then you get headshots. There's an element of that when you're when you're Huntsmaning, surely. <laughs> to some extent, yes. Yeah. Not always. You're predicting people's movements sufficiently and you're actually <laughs> intercepting them. You're predicting when they're about to come round a corner and having an arrow already be there. <laughs> I liked Huntsman back in the day. Yeah. It was fun. I wasn't yeah. nearly as good as it as you are, but still. Well, I think it. I think it always had some hitboxing problems. Yeah, and I still, mean, like and still does. Hitboxing has like, hitboxing problems. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the, the the range at which it can snap to your face seems ludicrous sometimes. But and from both sides, in fairness, I've had that happen when I've been huntsmaning and gone. That didn't look like that hit anywhere near no. that guy. It's probably lag compensation. Yeah, al- almost certainly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when like people are jumping or whatever, and they'll, you'll suddenly get a headshot and pin to a wall, and like the ragdoll will freak out because they were in motion so much. It's like that looked real weird. Mm. <laughs> I, I gotta say, like playing as like the bow snipe in Overwatch isn't nearly as entertaining as playing Huntsman Sniper in, well, in TF. Not, he doesn't like he's not actually as powerful. I mean, he is pretty powerful, relatively. Still headshots, but not as much. Yeah, like you, 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 yeah, it's not not guaranteed an instant instant kill with a headshot, even with a powered up bow. It's depending on who you're hitting. You yeah. know, it's it's. I suppose that's true of of TF2, but the the bow had quite it's a damage like uplift. Didn't pretty much ever. everything was instant kill apart from heavies and yeah. overhealed heavies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I just I just find it very difficult to play in Overwatch. It's because my aim's kind of crappy well, these days, the, in fan. The arrows are like <laughs> kind of faster as well, aren't they? It's like, it's kind of, it, I guess it's weirdly the TF2 one feels more natural. It feels like an actual bow, hmm. whereas the one in, in Overwatch feels more like just a fancy gun. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a bit of an arc to it, and you do still have to power it up if you want like yeah. full damage and full distance. But yeah, there's no ammo limitation either, and it's. You know, you've got you to spam it out as fast as you yeah. can. That's why well, he was known as Spamzo when, yeah. when the game <laughs> first came the, out. So. That's like the Hunt Spam. Yeah. <laughs> hunt Spam. Yeah. So, yeah, that was Rocket League, I guess. Still continuing to play it, still continuing to annoy people. Still not, still occasionally saving replays and then have it. <laughs> I've made it a habit now of every time I actually remember to save a replay of something interesting that happens, I go in there and then like label it. Mm. Um, well, and rename the replay to something, yeah. which is normally where I try, where it's like, what even happened? I'm gonna have to. Co-. So I've just got replays that just just have weird names. Like so I've just got one that's like, I'll take that. <laughs> There's a replay I've got that's called "Touch It with Your Butt." <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. Do you think you'll get to like TF2 rivaling kind of our account with Rocket League? You must be potentially. Yeah. It's- it's like not quite fifty percent yet. <laughs> yeah, but that must be a lot faster than TF2 because I don't know. How well, I don't you... know. No, maybe I don't not. Know. Yeah, maybe not. Because what we're nearly two years into Rocket League now. Mm. Well, not nearly. Or we are heading into two yeah. years, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. I still haven't reached maximum rank in Rocket League. I'm not, I'm not haven't reached Rocketeer. Which was annoying because I thought I was going to, but apparently the gap between Legend and Rocketeer is not 10 levels like it is in all the other ones. 
Or is it like 20? You know? I don't know how many it is. Oh, right. I got to 70 and I was like, oh, I'm coming up to 70. It's going to be Rocketeer. And then it just went past me. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Apparently not. Let's just keep going. So I don't know how many levels it is. Maybe 80. I made it like 72 though, because it's taken a really long time to level up on that list now. Not the Rocketeer matters at all, but you know. No. You see people with it all the time. It's like, there was that time when Rocket League first came out where everyone was hacking it. So it's like, how many of these people are holdovers and how many people have actually played that much? Because hmm. probably people have played it a lot more than I have. I know, I hit a ceiling with Rocket League, I think, in terms of playing like playing well. And when I when I notice that I'm hitting that sort of like I'm not really improving level, that turns me off a game completely. Like, or, <laughs> or at least at least for fun. at least for a large period of time, it's like, yeah, I can get better. Surely, of course, I can get better because that's anything. But I don't know. You hit a point where you don't feel like you're getting better for large periods of time, and it's just like, yeah, this isn't that. This isn't as fun as it once was. I don't really remember what happened when it was like when I had that the mysterious. Period. The last few times we played, we've just been garbage. Though <laughs> it's just. Sometimes. I don't remember what happened when I had that period when I transitioned from playing goalkeeper to actually playing more wide ranging. Like mm. that was the transition that I had where it was just like I'd stick in goal the entire time and then it was like now I can now I'm getting better at do, hitting like bouncing balls and stuff with small aerials. And then like that just progressed from there. I still have the problem of just like whenever I try an aerial it's always too late. I cannot get over that. It's like I'm always launching way later than everyone else before anyone like the balls start heading in that direction. Someone's already there, and it's like, how do, what? How do you do that? Or yeah, I don't know. Just <laughs> aiming it, or getting dodgy bounces that have gone completely the unexpected direction. That it's. I think I'm. I think the one thing that I can still say that I may be still improving at now is like I'm getting better at blocking stuff like jamming it and having it come out in a positive or neutral direction <laughs> well, like a, a nice sandwich basically. yeah I, I, I still can't figure that. i get negative most of the time it's, it's one of those things where it's like there's no there's not really any way that you can get better at that like from practice i guess because it's like like it's such an incredibly random thing there's like mm. an incredibly like tiny like angular distance between the two angles of the cars at that exact moment where they both hit the car yeah it's just like you're kind of getting better probability I guess maybe it's like maybe I'm subtly subconsciously working out where it's like if I roll this way when I'm coming in from this angle it gives me a slightly better chance that it's going to not go in a bad direction or something <laughs> yeah but it's not something you can like consciously think about really that's what about the timings of when the cars actually get there like, yeah there's sometimes a significant advantage of not getting there first and yeah, yeah I don't know I just there's so many little things that just always hold me back from that game. So like being as good as I want to be, like I I, I fumble with the controls frequently. <laughs> well, that's and it's that's a problem with your hands. That's not a problem with the game so much. Well, not so much my like with just my thumb literally falling <laughs> off the stick, which does happen. But it's like just you know getting it to roll the right way sometimes. It's like oh, why did you do that, you stupid car? Well, that's just like, that still might be a problem with the controller. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, I did see like once they introduced the ability to set your dead zone. I did see various people who were like, "If you want to play Rocket League, well, you should set the dead zone to zero so you can turn instantly and like always be in full control of your car and not have this weird place in the middle of the stick where you're moving the stick but it's not actually doing anything." But I haven't done that. 
Mainly because apparently one of my sticks is kind of dodgy now. <laughs> so I kind yeah. of need a dead zone. Yeah, I was contemplating maybe I need to get another another controller or figure out how to get without a dongle, I suppose I could wire a Just get a wired controller. controller. But, yeah. Get one with a wire attached. A properly wired one. No reason not uh, to. I've got these Xbox controllers. I should try and use them. <laughs> Just not my day one one where the stick's a bit funny already. I guess. It's like an elite. <laughs> for no reason but they are crazy money yes too much so is that uh, what else I played more Factorio I'm on to I'm playing what is maybe I guess you'd call the third of the major well-known modern pack type things <laughs> right mod overhauls this one's sort of basically like a kind of simpler version of the first one I played it's similar. It still has like here's a bunch of more different ores, and you process them in semi-realistic ways. Except not really. In this one, everything just melts into liquid metal, and then you, you know, you have specific buildings that take the liquid metal and turn it into either bars of metal or products directly. Mm. It's like cogs or whatever you can mold, make in a molding machine instead of having to make bars and then make them into cogs. <coughs> and you can mix the metal, liquid metals in a in another smelter and turn them into various alloys that way. Can you make liquid wood? No. <laughs> wood doesn't count. No. So yeah, it's similar to the first one, just not quite as complicated. One thing it does do, which I think is maybe better, possibly, is that it it changes the sort of progression of the higher tech buildings to be direct upgrades. So like practically everything uses the previous version as an ingredient to the upgraded version, which in the base game, a lot of stuff doesn't. Even just simple stuff like your starting pistol, in the base game, the shit will you do with that, you just throw it away. <laughs> but now in this mod, you use the pistol as an ingredient to the submachine gun. So when you upgrade okay. to the submachine gun, you're automatically using up that pistol that you have lying around. You're making a machine pistol. <laughs> yes, I guess. But yeah. Basically, everything is like that. Like mm. gun turrets, when you build the higher level gun turrets that they introduce with the mod, it uses the old gun turrets. Mm. When you're making upgraded solar panels, it uses the old solar panels. So it's just much neater. Does that mean you physically have to sort of have your turrets removed? Yeah, that is the one slight problem with it. You'd have to go around and, like, I want to upgrade my solar panel field to high, new, higher tech solar panels that make more power. But that does mean I have to rip the entire thing down. I guess that's what like blueprints are for, basically. <laughs> I actually kind of like that idea because it's like in a in a weird way that actually sort of, in terms of your turrets and vulnerabilities and stuff like that, that there could be an extra strategy introduced, right, about when to actually do the upgrade I phase. Guess, but not really. But but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I doubt that's in place, but it's something that could exist. I mean, it also just make like makes the building of your factory neater in general because you don't have to if you if you're making like a high tech thing. You still have to make all the previous lower techs, which means if you've already got a factory that's making the lower tech stuff, you're just extending it essentially. Right. You're taking stuff you've already built factory wise and just adding on a new layer. Oh, right. So you still, you couldn't just build the new turrets outright. You'd still have to build them with the old turrets. Yes. Yeah, because the old turrets are, are an ingredient in the new one. You still have to build the old one. So if you've already built an automatic factory to do that, you're just adding on an extension to it. Okay, yeah, that makes less sense. You kind of want an upgrade factory, right? And a, and a freshly built factory. Well, it's fine if you've sort of planned ahead. I mean, that's 
the classic factor of like how much planning ahead do you want to do? Because <laughs> hmm. again, in this game, I've been in the midst of doing this ridiculous overhaul where I'm like moving from my temporary base into just one fucking huge smelter, <laughs> <coughs> where I've got like an individual smelting line for each of the twelve ores, and then like train stations, like twelve train stations for bringing in the the rough ores, and twelve train stations for taking out the metal plates. And then it's like, and then I've got the build of an actual factory that uses all this. So yeah, classic Factorio problems. It's the thing that I always do in Factorio, where I just have, I don't consider anything like final until at least like the middle of blue science, which is like two thirds of the way into the research tree, I guess. And then I'm like, okay, now I've got the blue science where you research like advanced oil processing so you properly use your oil resources now it's time to actually build finalized layouts for all the <laughs> different things that you want to make that's why i've now started building labs as building the labs as like an individual factory on its own so you only supply it with raw resources and then the whole lab process is its own individualized thing rather than taking parts from your actual factory and leading them into the labs just slightly more convenient when you have, want to rebuild your entire factory in that mid game. <laughs> right. Because the labs could always be there. And that will be doubly nice when the new patch comes out and you can save blueprints between games. Because then I'll just be able to blueprint a lab right, and I have see. that yeah. in, in every game and just plug it down. <laughs> Is it the best design I've come up with? I'm just going to chuck it in. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's... It's good in some ways, but it's also like you're playing less of the game over mm. time, I suppose, <laughs> if you've made blueprints for everything. <laughs> so yeah, Pectoria. I also played quite a lot of Enter the Gungeon, and we made another video of it. Yeah. Well, a, a rough video. Yeah, so this was a new, we had a new idea for this. Like, we, just, we, just, we, just, <laughs> we had an idea born of laziness, we, as always. Basically, <laughs> we, we just sort of wanted to play more Gungeon, and because we'd just, just done the video for Enter the Gungeon, we just thought, well, why don't we just like sort of stream us doing this but not stream it and just record us playing it and put it up as a just like a direct mean, recording without, as, as a rough cut we'll call it without any like, yeah we've made a good video let's make a bad one <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> let's just do like you know we'll have our proper series where we uh, where i we, we could produce them with the same level of quality that i gun for that you so much quality. yeah and uh but then like if we just want to we just want to play a game and like, but it's something we probably already if it's something we've done before i guess yeah um and we just want to do some more content or we don't think it's really noteworthy we'll just stick it in a rough cut we'll do it we'll yeah. record it and stick it in a rough cut although we got it very wrong this time like the, the volume levels are way out but like but still more co- no, it means we might do more content when we're feeling lazy yep as always laziness the rule <laughs> But I play quite a lot more dungeon as well. Dungeon, dungeon, the dungeon. Good dungeon. And I think I'm finally getting a handle on most of that game stuff now, which is to say I've actually succeeded several times. Ah. <laughs> and I've worked out most of the secrets. Like Wait, I, the fireplace. Yeah, I worked out the fireplace. Ah, okay. <laughs> Took quite a while, mainly because I was kind of dumb. But I was like. I figured in, in that video we recorded, I was saying the theory of like maybe you need a water gun to extinguish the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As it turns out, it's much simpler than that because in that fireplace room, there's always a water barrel that you can just kick into the fireplace. Uh... <laughs> Providing it hasn't been shot during the fight. Uh... So that's why 
you have different enemies in there to make it very difficulty in preserving the water barrel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you if, sometimes you can actually if you find a water barrel somewhere else, you can kick it all the way down to the fireplace, like through the corridors, if you align it well enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you really want to. But yeah, you extinguish the fire. So I'd work that out, but then for ages I couldn't work out what the fuck you did next, because it like the great opens and you can, there's nothing in there. <laughs> and I was like, what? The, what? I, it's like, I feel like there should be something that's that happening now, like a secret passage. <laughs> yeah. But of course, what it actually is, is there's just a switch in there. You just have to push A while you're standing in the fireplace. Uh, it, it doesn't prompt you. <laughs> no, because yeah. you can't see it because it's not like the switches for like the chandeliers and stuff where it's no, on right, the outside right. of the wall. Yeah, okay. It's just in world rather than... But it just took me ages to realise that I should just push A to interact. I was like, oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> But the thing about that is that's not even like the start of that secret, really. Because it's basically you kick these spoilers, I guess, not sort of. Not sort of. <laughs> I guess it's it's only as much spoilers as like talking about the like extra levels of Isaac as spoilers. Mm, I guess. But like, so you, you open the fireplace by putting out the fire, you push the switch, it opens the secret passage on that floor. Then in that secret room, there's a door that you can only open with two keys. So you have to preserve two keys okay. on the first floor of the game. Jeez, right. <laughs> That's hard. You open that, and that leads into a secret level, essentially. Which is just like... It's weird, because it's actually... I guess it is quite a lot like Isaac, in that you... If, you're, if you want to, like, have as much advantage in your runs, you want to do that level, because it's like an extra level. Like, you could clear out the whole of floor one, including the boss, to get the boss drop. Then you go through that door that leads to the secret level. But then after you complete the secret level, you go into normal level two. So you've essentially done, like, a whole extra floor's worth of stuff, including, like, two more chests and another shop. So you have potentially, uh, like, a, basically an extra floor's worth of stuff added to your run. Right, I see. So you should, if you, provided you do it well, you end up more powerful. Yeah, before. ideally. Yeah. And the boss... I I haven't I've only seen one boss in this first secret level, so I don't know if there is other ones. But he's pretty easy. Mm. But then that's not even the end of it because in that first secret level, you get an item that you use in the temple that we saw several times, right? To unlock the, the second, second secret. One. Level. Oh wow, she just chained these together. Yeah. Huh. That's nuts. Although that second one is much harder to do because the item you get in the first secret level is is basically a piece of armor. So if you get hit, you lose it. Mm. So you have to get through to the temple in level two without getting hit after finishing the secret first secret. Yeah, a bit of me is like, that's cool. But then a bit of me is like, should they really have changed these things together quite so ridiculously? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it is like, you know, those secret levels are harder compared to the, compared to the flaws they're based in. Mm. Like the... The, consider you've basically dumped out of level one into the first secret level probably without with maybe only one gun because you probably haven't been able to open the chests on the floor so you've maybe got no, the sure. boss gun yeah <laughs> if it even drops a gun because bosses don't always drop guns and then you have to do this slightly harder level within that for a chance to get even more stuff and I think if you defeat the boss in the secret levels, you don't get the bonus health like you do with the regular bosses. Without being mm. hit, I mean. Right. 
So yeah, there's that. And then I actually... It's a proper hardcore run then to do those. Kind of. And then I actually succeeded in beating the actual game, killing the past and all that. Oh. I successfully okay. built the bullet once I worked bullet. out how to get all the bits. Okay. It was those... You, you, you remember the mysterious big open rooms with like the minecart rare one and then the other sure. one that's just a cave. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, that's where the bits of the bullet are. You just need the jetpack or... Well, there's various ways you can do it. Like the minecart one... I realised eventually because it was incredibly obvious again there's just invisible minecart rails but like they're loops so the first one that you can see is a loop so you have to position the minecart next to one of the other minecarts and dive out of the first minecart into the second minecart mm. and then you're on an invisible loop there and then you transfer between the minecarts to get across and right. then the other one is like it's a big open cave with no apparent way to get across and it's like well obviously invisible platforms then <laughs> Surprise! But how do you find where they are? Well, there's various ways you can do it. You can use, like, the super soaker gun that makes water all over the floor, for example. Mm-hmm. It's a very easy way to do it. And it made and that made sense to me immediately when I was thinking about it, because I was like, there's got to be invisible platforms here. And a lot of the times in these runs, I keep seeing this super soaker for sale in the shop for, like, quite cheap early on. It's like, oh, <laughs> put two and two together there. Like, mm. that's the reason it's there quite often. Because it's meant to be a way for you to get this easily to do the thing. Or you can just use a jetpack or a grappling hook to fly over the hole. <laughs> it's the alternate way. Much easier. So yeah, there's that. Oh, uh, Actually, I guess there was a third way that I thought you could do it. There's a trinket you can get that prevents you from taking damage from falling in holes. Yeah, right. Although it does say it has some other kind of penalty to it, but I don't, didn't yeah. see what the penalty was. You don't lose health. So it's like, you could theoretically just work out where the invisible corporate platforms were through pure trial and error. <laughs> just run out there and hope <laughs> you don't fall off. So what is this? Is there more to the game then? Like, given that you've now beaten it properly and does it, does it have the Isaac, like, oh, it extends now or does it? Well, I don't know exactly because the, the, with these two secret chain levels, there was obvious entrance points, like the the fireplace, fireplace mystery the at the temple mm. and then the re- I still haven't done that mis- the mysterious like what appears to be optional boss on the third level but I'm not sure that's going to lead to anything I think that might just be an optional boss that you- and it's related to like the story and so that mm. might not appear again after you've done it maybe I don't know so I haven't tried that still I probably should it's probably not actually that difficult since it's only level 3 <laughs> mm. but I haven't seen anything obvious in the other levels where it's like, this room looks suspicious. There's obviously a thing here. Right, yeah. And then I don't know if there's going to be, like, maybe after I complete all four characters, there'll be a new post-last level thing, maybe? Yes, yeah, the thing with these games, you never really know. No. <laughs> it's interesting when you get to the end, after you've built the bullet and can actually do the thing properly. Because if you get there without the bullet, which I did the first time, you just it rolls the credit sequence and it just says the past still haunts you on the ends and swing right. as it does. It's like you were killed by nobody, good job, but then it's like the past still haunts you on the other side. Mm. And it's like, oh yeah, because you didn't actually have the bullet to kill the past. <laughs> but then once you have the bullet and you do that, that's actually interesting because like the four different characters have different things. Oh right, and so it's you not get, you get a special ending basically. Yeah. Well, it's not even just like a cutscene; it's in, like an actual extra level essentially. Oh, cool! Built for each of the four characters, like their past, and then like what happens, and then you change the past obviously by doing something that you didn't do 
first night, and then you work out why all these characters are actually at the gungeon. Right. Yeah, why they're here. Well, that's interesting. Neat little, neat little reason to try it, at least. Yeah. And then, Dog. and then after you successfully win as the character, you get their starting items unlocked for the other to be able to find in the dungeon. Oh, cool! So, like the military training for the marine and all that stuff, you can now find as just a passive in the, for anyone. So, if we complete it in cop, we get the ability to find more revives. Well, that's the yeah. thing because <laughs> I'm wondering. I think there might be an ending for the the co-op character. Mm. So, if we can get through. And then have you pick up the <laughs> the time gun. Hmm. Then, then maybe that maybe that'll be something. Yeah, maybe that'll put you into that sequence. Yeah, weird. And now with the supply drop update, which has just coincidentally happened. Yeah, this weekend. Weirdly, just as I started playing, which is kind of annoying in some ways, where it's like I've only just started getting used to this game, and now there's new shit that's <laughs> even more fucking me up. <laughs> but yeah, with that update, there's two to three new characters I think oh no I haven't worked out and it's, and it's all just thrown in it's not like a DLC pack it's this just... one isn't they're okay. supposedly now they're going to be working on a DLC pack mm. and there is technically DLC you can buy there's a gun that's DLC the DLC gun that shoots money <laughs> obviously <laughs> <laughs> nice okay but yeah the supply drop update in general is free and mm. It seems to introduce... I haven't worked out how to get the new characters yet. One of them is just a bullet, like the enemies, and he has oh, a really? cape. Yeah. And I've seen him around. Like, you see him in... He randomly swarms in rooms sometimes, <laughs> and he doesn't try and fight you. He's just there. He's just there. And then if you don't kill him, after a while he just teleports away, but you can't, like, talk to him or anything. I haven't worked out what the trigger is to make him go to the breach and become selectable or whatever. Hmm. And then there's another, there's like a computer robot guy who I've never seen anything about yet, so I don't know what his unlock condition is either. <laughs> so yeah, still more shit to do. Boop, boop. More guns. Did some... <laughs> Always more guns. I did find possibly the most, I unlocked and then found in the dungeon and discovered what it did. Possibly the most powerful item there is, <laughs> which naturally is duct tape. <laughs> right. Because it, it goes in your active slot, so it, but you basically you can pretty much just use it immediately you basically you take whatever gun you have in your hand activate the duct tape you select another gun activate duct tape again and then you just have both those guns in one gun <laughs> nice so you just combine the two most powerful guns you have and you just have a double powerful gun <laughs> with like combined ammo pool and like I don't know if it affects like the firing speed exactly because I think it might have done I don't remember exactly what because I I didn't have any particularly powerful guns at the time when I first tried this, but I combined like a rapid fire like machine pistol thing with like this trident that fires like energy bolts, mm. and the trident has like a really short clip. So it, what actually happens with like if you hold down the trigger, you're firing the trident first essentially with some of the bullets, and then once the trident clips out, it's just bullets from the other gun mm. until that clips out and then you reload. But it seems like the trident fires extra fast now. So it's actually better to like fire off all the trumpets and then reload and then do it again. Like quick, not using the whole cliff of the other gun. Weird. I'm not sure whether that was actually the case though because I only had to try it one other time and I think it fired pretty quickly. I'm not sure if it was that quick though. Still. But still, ridiculously powerful. Mm. Just imagine some of the comments you got up. 
Just imagine combining like the rail gun that has a long charge time with like a machine gun that, that dumps a clip while you're yeah, right, charging. That would be pretty fun, pretty cool. Or just combine like any of the two, any of the beam weapons. So you're firing two beams. Don't cross the streams. Yeah, well, I don't think you can get two proton packs, but that would be funny. You take duct tape two proton packs together and just fuck everything up. What a ridiculous mechanic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Enter the gungeon. Yep, it's pretty cool. Alright. The new enemies kind of suck with the supply drop update. I've got used to some of them. One of the new bosses is a pain. I'm getting better at it. There's still a boss that was in the game originally that I completely suck at. Every time I get there, it just, I've only killed it once and I've fought it like six or seven times. And every time I get there, I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> this mm. run's basically over. I'm starting to get better. It just has so much health is the main problem. Mm. Like, the dodging I'm getting better at, but it takes so fucking long to kill it. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, like, when it only has a little bit of health left, it goes into a rage mode and its attacks changes. Mm, right, yeah, yeah. You have to deal with that then. <laughs> Classic. So, yeah. One day I might get better at that boss. Or, you know. You just hope not to get it, or you just hope to have some kind of overpowered gun that you can just kill it real fast. Or maybe some bees. <laughs> so you don't even have to aim. It's always good. Anything with homing. So on the bees. Invertebrate A. Yep. Well, that doesn't... You still have to aim that to some extent. To, to a little bit, yeah. <laughs> cool. That it? Uh, I guess so. Right. Rob, new liquid from Robco. New liquid from Robco? Yeah. What have I produced? It's wood, but in liquid form. Yeah, yeah liquid wood. <laughs> Not possible in Factorio, but with Robco. Well, it probably would be possible in Factorio if you just made the mod to do it. You probably could just do whatever the fuck you wanted. It doesn't matter. I don't know why you were disappointed that you couldn't make liquid wood. What, what would that be useful for? <laughs> <laughs> like liquid wood is technically like, you know, wood glue. pulp. Yeah, paper. I suppose, pulp. Yeah. That would be yeah. what it would actually be. Yeah. It would be yeah. literally liquid wood. You can't like melt that. it down. That's not how wood works. <laughs> super exciting. No, you could just make molten wood. Then you can like just sort of put it in a a nice mould and then, then take it away and then all of a sudden you've got a nice wooden thing in the shape that you want without any delicate carving required. That's also, <laughs> that's also wood pulp and it's not as good as it sounds. No. It's empty no. Yet, isn't it? yep. <laughs> yeah. Plastic wood. What have you been playing, Rob? Yeah, you get a nice grain out of it as well somehow when it comes out of the mould. Yeah, beautiful grain. <laughs> it's Robco guaranteed. Right, yeah, absolutely. Which means there's no guarantee at all. <laughs> Woodfucker. Yeah. Well, I think we probably had that. Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing track of the Rocco uh, fucking brand. brands. <laughs> I need a new brand, basically. Uh, yeah, I've been playing quite a lot of Overwatch because they've been doing their uh, Chinese New Year thing. The sort of year, year of the Rooster special. They're doing essentially what Guild Wars did, where they get to the point where it's almost always a holiday all the time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> What's going to be happening in April for April Fools? In no one. Is it going to be a Valentine's Day thing? Well, or probably. It, yeah. Or whatever. But it means, of course, there's 
new items to get. But it's like, this is a weirder one, right? Because most of the time, like when they've done an event, it's something they could have done annually. Well, except maybe the summer games. I guess they could just do that. But like, it's like year of the rooster. So, like, oh no, wait, next year does that mean they'd have to come up with something else? And then would, would their items not be there? No, the items will be there. Well, it depends but, what how like how specific if there's any themes to the specific Chinese year. That's the, that's where where you run the problem. That's what I mean. I don't like think Guild Wars is just generic Chinese New Year. Mm. You just get the red envelopes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think that any of the items are rooster themed. Like is the thing. Like, they're, they're just Chinesey. Yeah, so easy enough to bring them back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not not there's there's a few few items that might be worth getting hold of. My loot box like rate has been poor though. Like I'm. Nothing but blues, low, low rarity stuff so far, and it's like, oh come on! Well, at least at least one good thing out of this would be nice. Um, uh, yeah, but my uh, my my loot box count resets next week, so I'll be back on that. Get another three, another three. But the other thing this 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 update adds is they've like with most most of these events, there's a there's a special mode that's running at the moment. They basically added capture the flag, which they call capture the rooster because the flag has a rooster on it. Naturally, <laughs> the but lamest like the tie. Or whatever. <laughs> kind of, well, it's just, it's actually a flag, but okay. Uh, uh, but they, it, it's actually pretty good. It's like I, I, I would, you know, normally capture the flag is one of the weaker elements of a game, right? Like you prefer to play like CP or King of the Hill style games or the okay, payload yes. or something like that. I don't know. Capture the flag, you don't normally come back to, but here it. Because of the speed and size of mm. the arenas, I remember it used um, to work in quite three team arena. <laughs> that was oh sure, that was kind. Of, but yeah, it, it actually, in many ways, it kind of is a little bit reminiscent of that because the, the, what they've done is they've taken Li Jiang Tower, which is one of the small uh, King of the Hill style game modes. Mm. Um, so there are um, and those those levels tend to have three different arenas on them, um, and that they've taken those small arenas. Um, and made those into the capture the flag levels, making some adjustments here and there to the level layout and things like that. And it's uh, because they're so small and because it is quite fast paced, it actually kind of works. Hmm. It's it's sort of a little bit more enjoyable than like sometimes you have the you know when you have to take the briefcase in TF, it's a really blooming long way. <laughs> but yeah, not that long. No, but it's like but it's way shorter. In well, the thing in Team it's, Fortress is like a lot of the time with the briefcase capturing the flag it's only a problem for like the first 20 feet and then you're basically home free yeah kind <laughs> like of. you have the engineer turrets and the flag room where everyone is but if mm. you can get past that you're just running to your and, room. <laughs> yeah don't get me wrong there's a bit there's a bit of that here as well but um so many characters have 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 some sort of ability to move faster yeah. and catch up that actually it does it does mean that Sometimes, like you know, the, the the clutch save is plausible. Like Winston will drop drop in from above and be like, "Ha ha," and uh, and 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 stop you right at the edge of the point. But it's uh, um, they, they do it. They have a couple of tricks to try and mitigate this as well. Like you don't just pick up the flag instantly. You have to um, have cleared the area of people and not get damaged whilst attempting to grab the flag. And there's a little Ooh. bar that goes up. Mm. So it takes a little bit of time to actually grab the bag, grab the bag, grab the flag. And it's, um, which actually makes it uh, uh, off. It should make offense difficult, but you just, as long as you kill everyone, then you're okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's good fun. I, I, I think it's a good addition. I hope it stays. I hope they do it to the other, uh, King of the Hill maps and make those into capital flags as well. Mm. Um, it's a nice, it's a nice addition. 
I bet they won't. I bet they'll like leave it till like another year goes by. And, like next year, we'll add Greece for some reason. But then you know, they, it makes sense that they did it on this level because it's the Chinese level. Yeah, yeah. So, that's, that's the role. So I'm hoping there are other events that mean they add capture the flag to those levels. Um, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh, and I guess the only other real thing I want to talk about is Assassin's Creed Four. Okay. Pirates. Pirates. Because I started to play that and then it didn't run very well and I was like... Boy, yeah, okay. So it makes a pretty bad first impression. Yeah. I have to, I have to say, like, it, I it's like, not a not great good. port. Um, no. It, it's like, so I had to, even on my machine, it had, you know, my brand new yeah. like rig with, with the, top, the top spec card yeah. and stuff like that had performance problems. And I was like, what um, the fuck, man? Come on. So I have to, I have to tone it down. Like, you can't have PhysX turned on. No. That, that seems to be a real problem. Um, uh, and and I, I think some of the ambient occlusion options you have to turn down as well. Um, and I think I managed to keep the anti-aliasing pretty high, and that was okay. Um, but yeah, you had to turn down some stuff just to stop micro stutter. And even then, there are certain effects that just bring it to its knees. It's like if it's raining and lightning and there's fog in the air, it's like, nope, and, and you're in a sort of foliage-focused area. It's like, nope, this, this can't, it just can't deal with it. It's going to drop. In fairness, I never get a drop lower than 30. Like, the game seems to only flip-flop between 60 and 30. Like, there's something in the engine that's like, oh, if you're not right. running at 60, I'm going to run at 30 for a while. Um well, that, uh, so, I mean, know, I'm, have you I'm, got I'm never... V-Sync on? Because that's what that's uh, is, No, we, we discussed that before. It's all, that's not quite how it works. Like, the, the, yeah. But anyway, you, you end up with micro stutter if you're just below 60 normally. Right. But, it's, yeah, but it doesn't do that. It's, it goes straight straight to 30. And uh, uh, yeah, so it's not a brilliant port. Also, I think the, the intro to the game is kind of poorly conceived. It's... It's like, here, have a quick few minutes of ship battle, hey, and then have six hours where you've got nothing to do with a ship. Like, this whole game is supposed to be about the ships and the pirating and stuff like yeah. that. And it opens feeling like Assassin's Creed, but with all of its problems front and center. The first right. proper mission you do in Havana is a tail mission with an eavesdrop. Yep. And yep. it's just all of the crap of Assassin's of Creed bad. is, is yeah. front loaded. It's like, I remember this shit. <laughs> yeah. It's, I have that suspicion that that might actually be why I didn't get into like Witcher Two when I tried it. Well, Witcher Two, I had the same. No, no, Witcher Two had it was infamous for having a, like a front-loaded tutorial that was total bullshit. Oh, trial by fire. Well, right. and it was also like yeah. it. It was like you were in this castle and you were in like these enclosed paths and rooms. And I feel like the, maybe the rest of the game isn't quite as tightly enclosed as that. Maybe no, I, I, think... I, I, to, I think I heard that. Yeah, that's, that's actually quite the, the 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 intro to that game is just so weirdly a spike compared to the most of the rest of the experience. I had the same problem. I think Witcher Three probably solves that quite nicely once you if you have a nice. PC. <laughs> well, that game, that game barely seems to have any enclosed space. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, all open, all fields. All the time. Like a bit of fields in my medieval games. But what about caves? What about Skyrim? <laughs> all caves, all the time. <laughs> all, all, what, the stupid um, Dragas. Dragas, yeah, all the time. Uh. Except for anyway. robots. <laughs> that was better, at least. I don't know, those robots kind of sucked. Yeah, they did suck. 
They weren't really fun to fight. They were robots in Skyrim. They were like the Dwemer, like yeah, um, constructions. (laughs) Dwemer. Yeah, they were the dwarves. So like that sounds like an unholy concoction of Dwayne Dibley and Rimmer. (laughs) (laughs) Something along those lines. I saw an episode of the like the, the most recent Red Dwarf series that Dave made. It's actually okay. <laughs> it's you know, you know what it had some of the old spark to it, but like the old old spark, like oh, pro- really? proper like when they're on Red Dwarf, Red Dwarf. Whereas it's like as long as you know you get out of prison. <laughs> that was what sapped all so the fun bad. out of it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah like, that, that was, that you're meant to be good. on a ship, and you're meant to be like the only people on the ship, and then. Comedy space things are meant to happen. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to have situational comedy. The, the, the fact that they, yeah, they changed all of that and made it like fairly normal, <laughs> for, for lack of a better word, just yeah, kind of kind of murdered that season. Although I did want some seed, Pete. Yeah, but, yeah. there won't be occasional funny things. Want <laughs> some seed, Pete? Um, yeah. So Assassin's Creed. So yeah, I think it, it it's not. Yeah, it, it like it was a real struggle just to keep going for a while there at the start, just to be like, yeah, yeah this really is firing pretty bad. And it, and and to be honest, it did take a really long time to get to anything worthwhile, which is the pirating. Once you get yeah. into the bit where the where so the everybody stuff, says, yeah, yeah, and they start singing get, sea shanties and stuff. Yeah, I mean, sailing is kind of nice. They it borrows everything that Assassin's Creed Three did and doesn't really do a lot new there. But that that was. That's kind of okay. That stuff feels fine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the you know the way it treats the actual sea and the open world of the sea is quite nice. It's quite good looking. It's quite you know given its age, it's quite good looking. Mm. Um, uh, and I think that stuff is that plays quite well generally. Um, it seemed like from the little of it I saw that it was like they maybe could have thought of a slightly more smooth way to make it so that you have to keep getting off your ship onto these tiny sandbags to pick up small chests yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, that is quite irritating because there's no good, because you can't bring the ship totally next to like little islands because it's not deep enough water. Deep, so, you, yeah. so you have to jump off, swim over to the island, get this little chest. And there's nothing else uh, there. It's just like this tiny sandbag with yeah. like a singular palm tree and a chest and that's it's, it. <laughs> this game is rotten for collectible-itis, I guess. It's like, because there's, there's so much stuff in the area, and the game's actively encouraging you to 100% each area. Yeah. Um, and and but there's like, but there's no, it doesn't it doesn't really there's no benefit to it. Like the game doesn't it doesn't really if there is one, it's like it's really not clear what that is. It's like I'm getting to the point where it's like I've sort of been 100%ing every area because there's a there's a there's a thing. Okay, there's a big emphasis switch here because you're at sea and because you're sailing about and stuff. No area is as big as it has been in previous Assassin's Creed games. Like the city areas, like Havana and stuff, are then they're nowhere near as large. That's what right. you would expect from like Assassin's Creed yeah. Two, even. Yeah, and it's that, like you yeah. know, the 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 focus is different, so they haven't put the effort in, you know, in that respect, which is fine. I'm okay with that. That's that's not a problem here, and it's actually in some ways it's quite refreshing that these areas are sort of a little bit diddy. While whilst you're spending your time there, you get to know these little areas because it's easier to learn them, right? Mm. Rather than just being bl- running blindly down streets of Rome. Or whatever it was in Revelation, where you've spent your entire game there, but because it's so large, right, you're not yeah. really ever learning it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it's, so I, Brotherhood, yeah, actually, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. Which one was Revelation? Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Uh, no, you're right. That was Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah. Yeah, the relation was Constantinople, I think. And, yeah. God, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. It was, but, but it had that problem, and it's uh, and it, it gets away from that, which is nice. You only really spe- And it also means they can cater these areas to be more I don't know, well-focused challenges. Yeah. Right. So the, the environment is designed in a certain way, where the cover is, is in a certain place, where the enemy patterns are in a certain way, and it's more choreographed. Which for a for, series of missions, or yeah. rather than like every like a long series of missions, or like most exactly or, like or in the case for, of Rome, every mission pretty much. For for the most part, the, the, this extra tailoring is to its benefit. Even though most of the areas fall back on, there's a bush there. Get in that bush. Wait for the guy to come nearby. You're you're probably all right. You know, a lot of the game basically falls back because bushes are a thing. Like now, I, yeah. I, I think they were in three as well, but like they, they rely so heavily on it. Like you know, yeah, the utter the utter stupidity of that, and in and in Tomb Raider, I suppose we can just freely move through these thick bushes. <laughs> no one notices hay, anything not rustling. Hay lying around any longer. Yeah, we've advanced technology so far that there's no hay. Or like, I guess you don't get hay as much on islands. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't have large quantities of grass. But I'm saying all these things. It's 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 a bit of a weird one because it's like it has got its ups. I like the the, the shift in focus, and I like the pirating, yeah. and I like hearing the sea shanties, and the 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 whole the in one sequence um, attacking a ship to going to board it to killing enough dudes that you take it over is well done. Um, but then this it's still Assassin's Creed at its core, and that is and it's you know by this game it's not. It, I expect more from it. And you've played like a lot just, of Assassin's Creed. Since uh, all I, of them up to this point. I, since I, I played them. two and was like, this is amazing, you should try it. And then you were like, oh, I better play the ball. <laughs> well, because you kind of got lent all of the Assassin's Creed 2 series, didn't I? And I was just like, well, I bet I, someone's been yeah. kind enough to give these to me. For, well, I better play them. And then I got given Assassin's Creed 3. And then I got given Assassin's Creed 4. There's a bit of like, I should probably just play these because, right, you know. Yeah. Um, because I, I keep getting given them, but at the same time, it's like it, I really hoped by this point that things were progressing way further. It still has that same mm. "I've gained money" noise. It's still got that same yeah. like sort of like or you've come out of it, it, like the sound design and the mechanics design is all very familiar. I mean, like, there's been two familiar. more since this one, and I don't think they've changed it, right? No, not what really. has there been the Unity and the London one, whatever that's called? Uh, Syndicate. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> And it's yeah, it's it does, the combat is clunk. It probably feels I think like the combat in two was actually some of the best, even though it was like hang about, wait for a guy to attack, counter. Yeah. At least it was manageable. There are times in this one where it's just like, oh no, now they have guns and things. I'm getting shot by someone off screen, right. but I couldn't quite see the tiny marker that says he was about to shoot. And uh, like there's the, the odd mechanics between. Oh, I'm not quite sure whether I need to break this guy's defense or if I need to back off and wait for him to counter like what's the strategy with this guy and it seems to be a bit random between similar looking dudes sometimes it's just like the combat's not actually that fun and it also has the sort of problem that all the assassin's creed games go where oh mysteriously that guy can see me and has immediately gone into combat state yeah and it's like well you know the undetected condition is gone yeah yeah it's like the stealth is very basic yeah after you've played a game like metal gear yeah where it's really nuanced and like yeah. well done, yeah, yeah. So it's and I sort of and like, miss some of the, the old same, mechanics of it. Been... Like the guns are still kind of ruin that thing, right? Like they still like the, the, the fact that there are guns in this thing, and you, I'm carrying three pistols right now, and they're 
totally yeah. useless. Yeah, that is dumb. <laughs> it's just like but this. It, and it's a pirate game. And doesn't it feel right. Have guns and stuff, but it doesn't fit Assassin's Creed. Yeah, uh, in terms of the gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Like, there could have been more to it. And it's like even some of the you know the way the plot pans out, it feels a little familiar at this point. And it's you know not to spoil too much. Well, I suppose I can spoil it all I like. It's quite an old game now, but it's <laughs> uh, you know it, it starts out somewhat refreshingly. Like it, it takes quite a long time for you to be properly introduced to the assassins. In this, you sort of you're in it for the money for a very long time, just on your own. And I and, and to be honest, where I am in the game, sixteen hours in, um, probably a third of the way through the story, you're still that way. You're not really working for the assassins yet. You've met them, but you kind of pissed them off, right? right? <laughs> and you've been That's introduced cool. to their secrets and stuff like that. And so you're still kind of a pirate, right? And your pirating is your main thing. Um. It does. Cool. I, as I say, oh, I'm just trying. I'm just remembering other things like bad impression stuff, right? Uh, this you get introduced to mechanics in the game, like you get tutorialized about things, like a really, really long time after you've already figured them out for yourself, right? Yeah, or already discovered yeah. something, like oh, That's I found these mi- these mi- these Mayan statues, and it's like oh, okay, there's an interact prompt if I climb up them, I'll push that, and then the game says oh, line up these symbols. All right, I can do that. There's a little puzzle here, and then Let's hours later, then, yeah, I've only just been told what bows are, and it's like and and what the keys are for. But then like the problem is, is like it's all sort of because you do things out of sequence. You'll hear vocal clips and things of which your character would have no understanding of. Like you'll find you'll you'll do one of those mine puzzles and you'll dig something out of the ground and you'll go another mine keystone and it's like how do I know what this is? <laughs> nice. <laughs> or um, I I could go hunting at one point in the early game before I'd stolen some or, or acquired the hidden blades, for instance. And the way that I was killing pigs was with the hidden blade animation for hidden blades that don't exist. You know, just lots of little things little, where it's just yeah. like you haven't thought this through or the game took the effort to tell me like 15 hours in hey you can fast track you can now fast travel between between um viewpoints that you've discovered and it's like yeah i've been doing that already <laughs> it's like it's just so weird you can now fast travel and it's like i could have fast traveled from the start of the game what are you talking about it's it's a little unpolished. Yeah, I think is what I think it was a bit. I think it was developed quite quickly. That one wasn't it. It was quite a fast follow up to. Well, it was only a year after three. Yeah. So is, um, but you know who knows how they're functioning at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. with their yeah. studios and many things. So it's it's an odd one, really. It's sort of like I'm still sort of okay with it, and it is quite calming, but I. In that sort of like, you know, it does that open world thing that Assassin's Creed does do very well, where it's just like, there's a thing on the map, I'm just going to go get that. Right. Like the collectathon element of it is yeah. somehow still. The map full of icons. Yeah. It's yeah. it's somehow still a thing, though, right? It somehow still has a power. Like, yeah. oh, there's a chest over here, I'll go get it. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's an animus fragment, whatever the hell that is. And I what think it I've collected one too many feathers in in Assassin's Creed yeah I mean I don't even know the thing is with the, like the feathers you didn't really know what they did until the end right there, and, but you knew there was a sort of point to them the animus fragments in this they are not explained at all there is no explanation for why I would want them other than just completionism it's like why are they there how is the like meta game with the weird game uh, okay so it's 
that's a bit that's kind of weird hasn't really played its hand yet so uh i'm working for abstergo entertainment who are making the assassin's creed games um as it turns out and you're working on project 17 uh which is based around the dna of desmond miles because they found him dead at the end of assassin's creed 3 after the events that take place in that story and basically sort of nicked his blood and extracted the DNA and are now hiring people to live through his DNA in the Animus because you can do that now, apparently. You can live through someone else's DNA in the Animus. It solved all the problems in that respect, didn't it? Yeah. It's like yeah. the whole reason they needed him was to be able to... Because he could it was tell his them genetic what was going memory. on. Yeah. <laughs> and also, Animuses are basically just desktop computers with a headset now. Naturally. So anyone can do it. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're sort of doing that, but then I'm I've in the second time. It, well, there was one time where it forced me out to the to to the out of the game, like back into uh, the, this working environment to be like, oh, okay, right, you're gonna. Uh, I, the, I'm I'm John from IT or something. I've got a favor to ask, and of course that favor is hack into everyone's computer, please. And and, and <laughs> because the IT, I can't do it. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and give me this and give this data to someone. Oh, that someone is Rebecca from all the from the previous matters. Um, the, you know, they're clearly assassins. Oh, and Sean, that Danny Wallace character is working in the coffee bar at this place. Oh, we're still sort of helping the. We're being stealthily. Not that stealthily, recruited by the assassins, and um, yeah, we'll see how this plays out. It's a bit strange. It's very French. Abstergo is French. Abstergo is quite Ubisoft. Yep. <laughs> what a surprise! Yeah, it's odd, okay. but I kind of like that it's there in its own stupid way. But yeah, it's it's it'll be interesting to see how that comes out again. But I know they've sort of stepped away from that almost completely in the more recent games. At um, least so. that was inter- that was the thing about Black Flag is like it had the interesting thing of the sea stuff, and then it had the slightly more interesting thing of the weird, slightly meta video game thing. You know, it had it was like doing things a bit differently it's ubisoft creating their weird ubiverse i suppose that watchdogs yeah. 2 is a part of right like, yeah i guess always absurd yeah always absurd well ubisoft is actually ubisoft in watchdogs isn't it so it's not really sort of, sort of breaking things a little bit but it's just like red faction and all their shit it's like whatever that what was the corporation in red faction called i can't remember no mars tech <laughs> <laughs> but that corporation, whereas like that existed in like some other game, UAC. No, <laughs> <laughs> might as well have been. Yeah, that existed, like it wasn't even just the Red Faction games ha- always had that corporation. It was like there was other games made by that developer that were in completely different time periods that also had references to that same corporation. They existed all that time. Oh man, yeah. Because um, what? Who? It's the, it's the Saints Road guys, isn't it? The <laughs> That worked on Red Faction as well. I don't know any longer. After that, well, after all, because it all went down. Yeah, anyway, after right? all those it's... companies got broken apart and reformed, it was well confusing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same. The same team behind Saints Row Three is the same guys behind Red Faction Guerrilla and stuff like that. I think. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, but yeah, there's another case where you have this like ridiculous 
I mean, you could argue that like Doom sort of did it as well. Not the most recent one, I suppose, because that's sort of a reboot. But the other ones, the way they had weird references to like the old games that like almost didn't make sense, but somehow they <laughs> vague vague enough that you were like, yeah, that could have happened like mm-hmm. that. Doom two could have actually happened in Doom three. <laughs> right. <laughs> well. I think that's the weird thing about all this, that Doom actually just works all the way through all of them, even in the well, most recent one. Well, yeah, it's the, still the reboot, they like, came up with an even better solution to the problem of... They were not, just, we'll just embrace really demonic presence. Where they were, well, where they were just like, it was literally like, you know... Some time ago. You went into hell, and then it's almost like stasis, as mm. kind of, it's like Halo. It's like you get to the stasis part, and <laughs> then you come mm. out in a different game. <laughs> Oh, I had the urge to play some Halo again the other day. Yeah, I watched a video of like Halo. Someone play Halo. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched. I watched the Halo. Oh, I've watched most Tech of the Halo Two done done quick. Oh no, you talking about the Digital Foundry? Yeah, thing? yeah, that's the one yeah. I that looked. I, I want to watch that. That looked quite interesting. Yeah, it was quite interesting. But basically, the the long and the short of it is the best way to play the original Halo is the Master Chief Collection um, version. You know. With the but play it with the original with graphics, classic or... graphics, yeah, yeah, because they've actually fixed things like the um, the uh, animation running at thirty frames on the yeah, PC version did. and stuff. Yeah, yeah they, they sorted all that out. So that looks like definitely the one to play. Yeah, Master Chief. It's, it, all of the Master Chief versions of those games are good. There's, there's. I mean, we had a couple of sound glitches, didn't we? In one of them, I yeah. can't remember. I think it was. Was it two? Yeah, it might have been two where like the FMV, the cutscene audio didn't work every time. Oh, we had something about the uh, plasma pistol sound. Oh yeah, getting stuck. Yeah, kept getting stuck weirdly. Sometimes even the glow as well. It's just going um, where the glow got stuck somehow. Yeah, Uh, and I never quite figured out if that was a co-op. I think it might have been a co-op only bug. Yeah, probably. um... (laughs) Although that was was that the one where we had that weird bug where it was like it was playing the audio to the wrong player. Oh yeah, no, like, that I was happen. charging the pistol, but you were the one who could hear it. But yeah. only when you were standing near me or something. Yeah, it did do that at one time. Like, yeah, it was playing your sound from my character position, but it only did it when we were next to each other, or something. Or, or, or we get, you know can only notice it when you were apart. Because it's like, well, why is everything gone quite quiet? Yeah, but, yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a little odd. So it, had, it does have a few weird glitches, but like uh, generally, yeah, I agree with that. The Master Chief versions of all of those games are, that that are in it are top notch. You know, definitely, the, definitely the, the the ones to play. Trouble with watching speedruns of like Halo is you. I mean, you're reminded of all the like story beats and stuff, even though they're skipping over practically everything. Mm. And then it's like, yeah, I could go and play that, and then you're like. But, uh, but in order to actually play it, I have to spend like eight to ten hours, yeah. <laughs> not twenty minutes or whatever. Forty yeah, minutes. Yeah. What was it? The Halo Two done quick was like an hour and forty or something, uh, or was it I, two and a bit? I can't remember. I, but, wish, but, I wish it wasn't a speedrun technique to get on the wrong barge when you're going across the because <laughs> yeah. that like saves so much time. Yeah, that was neat. <laughs> but then all the enemies spawn on your barge, so you've got to be a little careful of that, and it's. <laughs> Yeah, there was some there was some fun stuff in that video. Yeah. The thing is, is that the amazing thing about Halo is that Bungie thought of most of those things, right? And like when where they put the, some of the secrets in that game. Well, it's like I didn't even 
I actually didn't know, like, properly that the skulls were in Halo 2 when Halo 2 was a thing. I thought they introduced them for Halo 3. Hmm. But no, they existed in Halo 2, but they were in such ridiculously hard-to-reach places that are sort of part of these speedrunning routes. It's a weird thing that, like... I don't know if it's just, like, something to do with their engine or something, that, like... They they have collision outside what is normally the level boundaries. Mm. It's like maybe it's just like something in their engine where it's like there's no cost to have collision mapping on basic polygons. Well, collision mapping something. isn't that expensive anyway. Yeah, it's... but like because in most games it's like stuff that's not part of the level. You just fall through it because you're, made it, you're not ever meant to go there. Well, they didn't they didn't build it for yeah. that for that bit of level. Yeah, but like in the Halo engine, for some reason, there is just always collision, even in places where you should technically be able to get to. To a point, there are some buildings you can pass sure. through, and there are some platforms you sink into for some reason. And at a certain and... point, the level just stops. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> the stuff where you can't actually see it because there's no reason, so there's no reason to ever render anything there. But yeah, there is a normally a basic model, not not yeah, it doesn't have to be that's not necessarily accurate, or sometimes it's not even there. But you know, they, they, there's weirdly, there's someone, I guess, maybe sometimes when they were designing these levels, they weren't quite sure how far out they were going to do, or maybe they built them bigger than they expected in case they wanted to change the layout, like maybe, for where you actually went as a player, or maybe in some cases it's, where it's like certain like structures on halo and that kind of stuff where it's just like they've reused a model that you approach from a different direction in another place mm. so you, you might as well have had all the collision modeled and then it's just rotated or yeah there is an element of that right yeah yeah reusing some geometry in some places it's like well we might as well model the whole thing yeah 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 Lo- that's logical still hell of a game uh, just like depressing how easy he got through Cairo <laughs> really Station. God damn it. In le- in Legendary. Yeah, but he, like, he did, like, the, the tricks to speedrunning Cairo Station is like, you don't fight anything. <laughs> well, no, but you still have to fight the, the hangar fight rooms. Like, the two hard, hardest parts of the game you still have to fight. Yeah, but then those hangar rooms, because, like, it was just like, you just put a grenade under where they're going to spawn, basically. So, to a point, you have to know the tricks of uh, like which enemies can you kill before you trigger the next spawn wave, and when do you want to do that correctly? Like, basically, ignore the grunts, just go for the um, go for the elites and try and get as many of those, yeah, and just spawn them in the right times. But then, when you know when you've killed these guys, you can prepare for the next wave, so you can throw your grenades and stuff. It's like it's n- there's an awful lot of tricks to know to pull that off successfully, and you've got to just have hella accuracy. You got to be properly good at that game. Yeah. It's obscene. Go watch it. It's worth a watch. That, that guy is godlike. Pretty much any speedrunner, in fairness. Well, yeah. Godlike skills. Be ridiculous shit. Man, I, it's good to see sword flying again. Well, yeah. That's, the, that's <laughs> another classic. Well, that was the thing where they're like they're even playing on a certain version because it like it's not patched in this version. I know. Yeah, they were specifically running the Japanese version as well because certain bits of dialogue are shorter. Well, that's a speedrunning <laughs> thing people do all the time. Yeah, I thought Japanese would be longer, but you'd be surprised. It's like always, always the Japanese is shorter for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a weird, like, well, in old games, it would have been a 50 60 thing in some cases, right? Well, in, in old games, a lot of the time, it's just like the text box is the same size regardless, and they just had to cram right. whatever English they could in. <laughs> yeah. In the translation. I did see when they were playing, when they were doing a four players, like, race speed run of Mario Sunshine, one of them was playing in Italian because he was on a PAL version. Hmm. 
and the Italian has the shortest text in the Powell version. Yeah. But then the Powell speed difference lets let him do a specific trick at another point that saved time versus the Italian Ooh, over the Japanese. Right, but he was playing the Powell in 50? Because I thought the Powell versions of I don't actually know what the, like, how the setup exactly yeah. was. But yeah. Oh, interesting. So like, this guy's running in a talent because, well, mainly because that's what he's used to, but also because of this specific timing thing. Yeah. <laughs> huh. It's, it's mind-blowing. Speedrunning is incredible, but some dedication needed. Well, it's like, you think that a lot of the time, most of the speed, a lot of the speedrunning tricks, the major speedrunning tricks are like actual tricks that you could, like, logically work out but then when you get to like the really highly optimized speedruns where it's like like the text box thing it's like mm. to even like calculate that would take so fucking long because you'd be looking at like every text box in the game and seeing how many frames it's on screen for and then yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> adding it up over the entire length of a run well, it's like when they because they think they've they they keep saying they theoretically have a maximum for you know the the the, the most optimized a like games for like on NES like Super Mario three or the sure. original Super Mario like there is an optimized route to it and then every few years or so someone discovers something it's like I saved a frame and everyone's like <gasps> <gasps> yes exactly but it, like it's easier in the old games because there's less options but when you're in a mm. modern game with so many variables going on and then like well, like, clipping like the, out of the level is like the easiest thing or the ch- or <laughs> but the, everything else beyond that is like so complicated or the unfortunate nature of the Halo 2 checkpoint system you know <laughs> things like that. yeah where you just get random checkpoints <laughs> yeah. sometimes you get a checkpoint <laughs> bonkers yeah it's crazy do you reckon Microsoft E3 had better be interesting well, considering they're going to have to talk about the score, yeah, I think it's fairly guaranteed. They better have. have they be better have game, They better have games behind the scenes that they're not telling us about. Is what I mean. That, that like that thing has to launch with some bigger hitters than what we know about. It's going to bring out Minecraft. <laughs> oh yeah, mate, using the power of the score. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be like, now it runs even better in VR and smart glass. <laughs> God, <laughs> do you reckon they'll do that? Do you reckon they'll do an Oculus push on this thing? I don't know, because, like, the whole fucking smart glass situation, that, like, they said it once and then that pretty much just disappeared. Are they even still working on it? Who no, knows? No, smart glass is done. Uh, smart glass is done as a second screen experience thing. It still works as it always used to, but... Wait, I'm not talking about smart glass, am I? What the fuck am I talking about? The other thing. The other VR, thing. VR. 3D? No, the holograms. Oh, holograms. Oh, holograms oh, are still about, but it's just not... Yeah, but they're not, just like, really early talking about text. it. Yeah, it's super early. Like, we, 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 you can't expect to see something from they, that for another year or two. I mean, but it's they awesome. just, <laughs> I mean, they made such it. a big deal of it at the time, in that E3. Mm. Well, and, then, and then that was essentially the same thing was happening with VR, but VR got out quicker because it's easier. Yeah, but HoloLens, <laughs> HoloLens at the moment just isn't consu- like even though VR is not that consumer friendly, but no. HoloLens is like three times the price, like yeah, even for, for the kits that are out there, it's, and it's not even that. But like, does is it is that is it ever going to be a thing then? I, yeah, I think it will be. Yeah, yeah, but, but I just be, I just think it's so far away. Like it took VR like this time round like five years to come about, didn't it? Five and even years? then, it's no, still not properly mainstream, and PSVR people have trouble with. 
because you need a good set. But it's consumer level where you can go out and buy one. Yeah. Um, but I think it got, yeah. it's got there. Yeah. But it's still um, not mainstream, right? I just it's feel like, like they just... made they made too big a deal of that to then have it basically go silent for another five years or whatever. No, well, <laughs> it I think it's ready to come out. It's not about Xbox Hololens; it's about Microsoft as a whole innovating or whatever. And it's a kind of a Halo thing where it's like, look, we're doing something cool that no one else is doing. Mm. Um, you know, come and and join Microsoft Research and and you know we're Although pushing we... the boundaries. Yeah, you know, a Google moonshot. Although Google seems to be scaling yeah. back on some of their moonshots. They, yeah, because uh, like Google shut down the the, um, the self-driving car. What? They haven't shut that down, have they? Yeah, but, well, they're not doing it in the way that they originally planned. They they've stopped doing it as a as a fully autonomous vehicle, as in no steering wheel, no, which was their original plan. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like they're, they're I think they're now going to partner with people to make. Right. Like you know, it's not an autonomous car anymore. It's just like some autonomy it's in a, a car. CPU upgrades. It's what that. Uber's doing basically. They've looked <laughs> at what everyone else is doing and they're just like, "Ah, eh, we'll do that instead." But so I mean, they they shut down the on a more lower scale. They shut down the Google Glass thing after it yeah. was a bit silly. Um, but I mean, they're still thinking about that kind of stuff. I think Hololens has more, you know, likelihood it's, in terms of AR of being something. Well, Hololens is the glass, but with. <laughs> the actual practicalities applied that you'd want. Well, uh, Glass didn't overlaid stuff over your vision, but Glass didn't do 3D models in the world. Didn't actually... No, 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 but that's what I mean. It's like the point in Glass was always a bit questionable, right? Like, why why would you want that? Whereas HoloLens, it's like, this is cool. I mean, the main problem having tried it is that the field of view is appalling um, uh, in the current version. Hmm. And I'm sure they'll get there. And, you know, I don't know about gaming with it, but, I mean, they did that E3 with the Minecraft on a table, and it's like, well, sure, I guess that makes sense. It just feels like that shouldn't have been an E3 demo. At that no, point, it should have been like not. a CES you're, demo. You're well, exactly. Right. Yeah. It was, though, I think. Well, yeah, sure. I'm sure they did it everywhere they could at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it's got anything to do with Xbox. No, I think that one of the reasons I think they want to use that because did they did they do it at the same time? No, they didn't do it at the same time as Oculus. Did they? Didn't have like John Carmack and then the Hololands running and then no. I think that was subsequent years. I think they they went back to Minecraft again. They did like mods and VR. They did like mobile Windows Ten and VR, didn't they? To say like, hey, this is part of our new strategy. We're going to do it everywhere. Yeah, but yeah, like interconnected on our platforms. That doesn't seem like that's happened yet either. So. I don't know. Play Anywhere is happening. No, I didn't Not mean, in Minecraft. I, yeah, but I like, meant Minecraft specifically. Yeah, but I meant Again, they made either. another big deal of that in the E3 and then... Oh, yeah, no, that might have already happened because it wouldn't have been in the Minecraft you play though, right? Because it would have well, been no, in the Windows yes, 10 obviously. edition. Then. But I'm not sure about the whole intercompatibility and mods and all that stuff they said oh, at that the, E3. Oh, no, yeah, the mod stuff, I don't think it's happened. But yeah. And even VR. I don't know... Like what? I don't know. I guess the Windows 10 version might just support VR. Yeah, probably. Maybe. What? 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 My phone decrees it's the end. Apparently, <laughs> but Dan still has to say something about his That's games. True. That's true. What are you up to? Ah, uh, just carried on playing Homeworld. Oh, really? Did you get uh, much further? Yeah, I'm plodding along. One? Yeah, I'm still in the first one. It's quite long. Um, especially because you can't speed up time, as as previously discussed. I think in two there might be something where you can like llama speed, cheetah speed it. But I mean that would be sorely needed. I think they should have. But uh, I supposedly this Homeworld one is ported to the Homeworld two 
engine effectively so and mm. i can't see anything there so anyway but yeah um i've got three assault cruisers at this point so at this point like i've kind of dispensed with interceptors and almost all strike craft in general because they're just too vulnerable and i just have a, a strike you know a capital ship force of three mm. cruisers and six destroyers and two missile destroyers. Missile destroyers are insanely powerful against um um fighters and strike craft. They're just ludicrous. Right. They just you just sort of they rumble towards them and just fire off a bazillion missiles that go flying around and catch up with all of them. It's really, <laughs> right. really funny to watch. But you only get um the main thing at the moment is the unit caps. Like I'm just not allowed to build more than two missile destroyers, for example. Right. And it's kind of weird because you can capture ships and go over the limit but then when you lose them you can't then replace them right yeah yeah so yeah that's the kind of situation at the moment so and i'm getting a bit better at like sneaking my my um salvage corvettes which are the the capturing ships that don't have any guns uh that are really vulnerable like around the back of the enemies while they're busy fighting and then come in and nick their ships hmm. getting a little bit better at that they have their own cap, though, so you can't just build an entire fleet of just salvage corvettes and try and just <laughs> right. do no fighting and just steal everything. But then it doesn't quite work. But still, it's a reasonably high cap, so that's not too bad. Uh, but they've just started introducing things like cloaking devices, and you need special probes that reveal the cloaking, mm. stuff like that, or like, like motion detection probes and grav grav well generators that inhibit the hyperspace stuff like that oh interesting okay yeah so i think that's still that mechanics coming in then yeah yeah um but yeah it's kind of cool i and it has amazing looking skyboxes obviously like <laughs> really nice looking space and the music is pretty good and atmospheric so yeah homeworld give it a try yeah good that you're sticking with it have you ever played that you'd probably like it i reckon Although it's I feel a bit like RTSC. I tried to play it one time, but I don't even remember. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. That's me, I think, pretty much. Nothing else? Not still not on, not back on the <laughs> Civ yet? No, I haven't gone back to Civ yet, but maybe I will. I should have done that this week because I had a bit more time, but um, I think I'll carry on with Homeworld until I'm done with that before I start a whole new Civ game. I think there's, you know, there were patches for Civ, and maybe there will be you know, coming up or something, because, mm. you know, it, it, Civ, it is, I think it is, I mean, I've enjoyed playing quite a few a few games of it since I bought it, and I think I got decent worth out of it for now, but it's the thing everyone says that, you know, that game is will only be, realise its full potential, you know, a year from now or whatever, or more, mm. more when they've released all the stuff. A couple of expansions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that probably will hold true. I think it was pretty good for a, for a, I mean, depends on your perspective. If you're like, well, a game should be done, which should be good when it comes out, then fair enough. But if you're a veteran Civ player and you just think, well, you always have to wait for it to be the best possible, then if on those grounds, you haven't bought it yet. <laughs> yeah, on those grounds, um, I think it was a pretty good state when it came out. But that doesn't yeah. mean it won't still be better. 
in future. So it will be interesting to know what they do this time with their expansions because it's it's closer to what an expanded game would be. Well, would most be people just complaining world, about the AI, sense. basically. So if they can yeah. find a way to fix that, they should just focus on that. I don't know how they. But then they should have done that years ago, right? I know, but I mean, now's discussed. as good a time as any, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <sighs> well, yeah. There's yeah. There's always. They don't always the working time. on Civ any longer. They're probably thinking out like. I know, fucking XCOM free or something. I don't know. I reckon they have a Civ team. I don't reckon they stand it down. No, I, I don't. Um, they, they must have at least two teams. Yeah, yeah definitely. Or maybe um, something even more stupid, like Beyond Earth Two. I think they'll stick with this. Okay. Oh, not the, Alpha Zero. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember now. So I think they put a lot into this, and I don't know if they'll branch away from it that much. Um, they can't term. like. It doesn't seem right to be already like going straight from six to seven, even if they do make two expansions. <laughs> it seems like the tight, like the cycle on Civ is getting too shorter, too too short. Well, too maybe quickly. they could just release more and more expansion and keep it running. I think they'll keep this one going for a while because um, they've obviously put a lot into it. I'm not um, sure. I think there's a marketing thing about it being a new, mar- a new numbered well, yeah, game, obviously. right? Isn't it? So they'll they'll, they'll come well, back yeah. to it eventually. But you can't make a new Civ game that fast. You just can't. It was basically what happened to Settlers, right? <laughs> once the, once Settlers you were getting up to like seven wrong. and eight, it was like, what the fuck are you even doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even are those games past three, in fairness. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, the pace that was isn't more that of a problem. Break, they yeah. fucked up the formula <laughs> rather than it just being too frequent. Mm. I mean, two came out in 96, so. And now we're on six. Seven. That, that's... Oh, no, wait. That's seven. 10 years. Well, I so, guess you know, 20, technically 20 we're on 7 for Civ. <laughs> if you're going to say what, what we're about to have, have coming out. I guess. Yeah. No, we're on 6. We're on 6. It'll be ages. So, yeah. Maybe I'll go back to that. But these are time-consuming games. Mm. I saw a Let's Play uh, yesterday of FTL, and I was like, hmm, I should probably play that again. <laughs> That's time-consuming. Um, that might be worth a rough cut. Oh, yeah, another the third FDL run on our <laughs> yeah. channel. Uh, yeah, maybe. But if we, it's one of those games I don't really like to play on my own anymore. It's like I find I found it fun playing it with, with like, as a team and just mucking yeah. about in it a bit, but like but still succeeding. And so <laughs> that, playing it on my own, it's kind of like I don't I don't have that drive it's anymore. It's just because yeah. you liked my knowledge. Yeah, you liked my that, my already knowing what things what meant and how to, to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but there's something about that game on its own without that knowledge just. Like it lost its fun for me. It lost its like it was just too harsh. It's because you you saw what you did know, and then you didn't want to have to go through the effort to learn it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Right, that's it for the Sourcast, I reckon. Yep. So uh, thanks for joining us, uh, listeners. Check out our newly shit quality videos <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the uh, Happy Salad channel on um, YouTube. And uh, we're on happysalad.net uh, and on iTunes for more podcasts coming up. Uh, so catch you for them in like a couple of weeks. Yep. Like a couple of weeks or a couple of weeks? A couple of weeks. Well, you, like don't, you can't say specifically a couple of weeks for us, can you? No. Because at least it might be a day different, if not more. <laughs> okay, so yeah, like a couple of weeks. Like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Bye.